Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome everybody to Monsters and Madness, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring some of the members and friends of the Hawk and Cleaver community. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please don't forget to head on over to hawkandcleaver.com where you can find an amazing community of creators and content, including novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back. So it has been a, it's been a hot minute. It's been a very long while. So our last game, uh, you had successfully collected all these supplies ready to home alone Bunzel's house, uh, as he was worried that someone was targeting him. Maybe uh, fellow people in the industry who were a bit upset that he was giving away this power source for free and taking them out of business. You weren't hundred percent sure, and neither was he. So after fortifying the house with uh, booby traps and magical pillows and. Uh, cow chops and nails outside the front doors and windows and creating the uh, bloody rail gun thing the we called it the crozer or the yum nut or something didn't we oh yeah oh yes yeah, the yum nut lo and behold just as bunzel was worried about and uh kind of not predicted but was worried about uh people did come to his house turned out it was uh, a man called marcus he was the uh, sweetheart and betrothed to his daughter before she passed away. Uh, he claimed that Bunzel was a liar, was not a good and honest man, had basically done in his own wife and his own daughter and killed them. Bunzel was very confused about all this and didn't really know what to say. Uh, these, this Marcus and his three people that he had agreed to hire to help him confront Bunzel started to attack the house and you guys helped Bunzel defend it. Well, uh, three of you did. Uh, Uraprax decided to be a bit sneaky and go down into the basement where he discovered the truth. Uh, eventually, after the kind of fighting had stopped and you managed to subdue and uh, incapacitate Marcus, you all went down into the basement and saw this strange necromantic device, this weird kind of transmutation circle where a spirit of uh, Bunzel's daughter, Lillen, had been captured and was trying to ascend to the heavens, but was tethered down by these magical golden chains. 
And it was that weird magnetic pull and that resistance which was powering the town. You guys didn't really know what to do about it. You were kind of, I'm in an R-ring. Should we leave it running and keep it a deep, dark secret and we don't tell anyone? Do we out Bunzo in his weird, unethical methods and just see what happens to the town and if people want to keep using the power supply? Uh, Marcus, who was also down in the basement with you, uh, wasn't happy with any of this. He thought, come on, guys, like you guys are meant to be heroes. You're meant to be good guys. Help me get this girl that I used to love, Bunzel's daughter, help me get him out of this machine. Uh, you guys panicked and killed Marcus, which uh, sucked his soul out of his own body as he died and went shooting into the machine past Lillen's spirit, shooting and rocketing upwards. This huge thing seems to be just kind of this spectral ghost magnet. Uh, as Marcus's soul shot into the machine and shot upwards and went past uh, Lillian's spirit, the whole fucking golden thread and chain started to resonate and vibrate with this large energy. A huge rip in the fabric of space and reality. This huge purple jagged gash in space and time itself ripped open from uh, this machine overloading or overcharging or having weird reaction to having two spirits so close to it and a weird spectral undead ogre began to crawl its way out of this rip in space and time and that's where we pause it that's where we're picking it up everybody needs to roll initiative we are going straight in oh yeah Bonzel, terrified technically still in the zone of truth spell the irreprax cause uh, is backing out trying to get kind of into the corner where it's the bit of the right angle and the staircase going back upstairs. Dead body is just there on the floor uh, and this weird undead ogre is crawling out of this rip in space and time. Weird guttural breaths and growls. Okay, let's turn the volume down on that. Oran Hammerhand, what is your initiative? Is initiative rule a d20, yeah? Yes, <laughs> it has been a good while. It is a d20, and then on your character sheet, by yeah. your armor and your health, you should have your initiative modifier. So, I'm sorry to see that it's just five. <laughs> it's five. Hey. So Oren's there like, what is happening? <laughs> I am also a five. Oh, excellent. Okay. Eurprax is also five. Scamos, nowhere. What are you? 16, including my bonus. 16, including your bones. Excellent, excellent. And last but nowhere means least, Finn Ironleaf. Eight. But before we Eight. proceed, can I just uh, very quickly ask, just secretly ask Uraprax, why did we kill that guy again? <laughs> yeah, who did kill him, Marcus? Uh, it was Uraprax. Uh, Marcus was adamant that he wanted to get Lillian out of the machine. You guys hadn't come to a conclusion about if you wanted to keep it going or keep it, shut it off. And uh, Uraprax panicked and stabbed <laughs> I I didn't want the decision to be taken from our hands. Now, can we focus because there's some weird okay. thing coming out the wall. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. First the ogre, then. Okay. Straight off the bat, uh, with the highest initiative, Scamos, you are up. This it's pretty much halfway crawled out of this weird rip in space and time. Garl, half of its face is rotted away. The rib cage is explode, exposed as it is just rotting flesh. As this undead creature is just <laughs> ripping out of this 
weird fabric reality tear. Right, I'm going to. I, I trust you won't let me. Um, you won't need me to roll for the knowledge to understand that this is a hostile creature. I'll let you have that. I'll let you have I'm, that. You are I'm pretty gonna, sure shit is happening and going down. Right, I'm going to shout. Um, well, having recognised the the creature as a threat. Um, I will shout to whoever's listening, maybe directed at Bunzel, <laughs> for God's sake, go get the cronut, and then... <laughs> the um, yum nut. The yum nut, not the cronut. <laughs> I mean, the cronut would be good around now, but yeah, I'd take the yum nut. <laughs> for God's sake, get the yum nut, man. Um, and then I'm going to take advantage of the fact that um, this thing hasn't had a combat turn yet by... Um, I blitz in some assassinate with my bow if I if I can. Excellent job, yes. Oh, that yeah, remembering I mean God, how many it's been like months, isn't it? Three days. <laughs> no, it hasn't been three days. <laughs> Eight seconds since we since we were there. <laughs> three okay. days, three months, it's all the same these days. It's... Yeah, God knows what's happening with the universe. Okay, so with your assassinate you get is it a bonus? So, as advantage on anything that hasn't taken its first combat turn yet, so then I get... Is it an auto-critical, or is it like a... If I hit, uh, obviously... With you as a rogue, if you get advantage, you also get the chance to sneak attack if it is successful. That's right, and then... So, nine times out of level, ten, if you've got advantage, you get sneak attack. Yeah, and then that means that if I, if I hit, I'll get an additional 2d6. That is correct. Right then, so short bow it is. Okay. Straight off the bat, Scamos is there like, okay, yeah, it's, there's still dangerous stuff here as you knock an arrow, pull it back, and just let it go. Flying towards the Undeg Ogre. This is happening. Oh, just, this is the right, this is what I wanted. Rolled a 19, and I get plus four on the short bow. Excellent, 23. That definitely hits. This Undeg Ogre is very slow, lumbering, half of its muscles and tendons are just sinew it doesn't seem to be moving very fast but it seems to be there very present and very aggressive excellent but yeah but that hits what is the damage right so standard is 1d6 plus 2 roll a 4 bow, yeah. yeah so sorry rolled a 4 so that's 6 with the standard damage then 6 and then plus your sneak attack uh, so that's another 2d6 of damage at this mm-hmm. level so the 2d6 has come out as another four another four excellent and a five. Oh, four and a five excellent nine yeah so that's my that's my good luck throws <laughs> prepare for one <laughs> yeah. the rest of the night <laughs> yeah that was that was the only good row you get everything else is terrible excellent like a good 15 points of damage straight off the bat you just let loose this arrow it goes straight into it straight into the side of its head and like bits of skull and brain and matter come flying out the other side as now this arrow is just embedded into its side of its head and sticking out the other side but still just just crawling through and then can i use my um my cunning action to dive behind a table real quick uh this if you you don't remember this room is pretty barren there are a couple of crates and barrels and there is one small little writing desk which seems to have a bit of scroll and parchment on it. Okay, I ain't got time to flip that desk, but if there is anywhere I could take a step back, maybe then I will, but if I'm at a good distance now, then 
That's fine, I'll stay put. Okay. Okay, it is now time for the undead ogre to start. It pulls its way through and just slumps onto the floor and starts to pick itself back up and is lumbering towards you guys, just letting out these horrible, guttural intakes of breath. Uh, it will probably go... It will charge straight over and go straight for Scamos, seeing as he's the only one who has actually caused it any damage so far. Oh, I haven't rolled, haven't rolled these bones in a while! <laughs> Let's see what Ooh. happens! <laughs> uh, how about six? Ooh! Uh, do, 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 13, does that hit you? 14, thanks to that special little glove I picked up from, um, from our mate. Excellent, it just, Ooh. with these rotting flesh of arms, it just kind of thuds down onto the ground and you just dive out of the way as just these horrible, grotesque, rotting limbs just crash onto the ground. Uh, Finn, you're up. Okay, so looking at Scamos, I'm uh, assuming we're going all in on this creature, not messing around, going in for the heavy attacks. So, um, we haven't rested since our last battle, so... We haven't recharged our spells or anything, have we? Uh, unfortunately not, no. No. So I, I still have a little bit in me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go for a Scorching Ray. Excellent. Straight at it. Okay, so five magical motes of fire just erupt in your fingertips and you just shoot all three of them out. So I believe all three of them, you roll for all three. And then depending which ones hit, depending which ones... Uh, we will do damage for. Yeah, that's right. Make a ranged spell attack for each ray. So, yeah. So, d20 first. Is it see if it hits? Yep. So, roll that d20 and see if they hit. Okay. First one is a 17 with a yes. plus 5 attack. So, that could be a 23, 22. Excellent. That one hits. Yes. And then just go for all three, yeah? Uh, yeah, we'll see how many hit, and then we'll determine how many dice that is. <laughs> so the next one is a one. Uh, so a six. So six, so, so yeah, six. Uh, unfortunately, that misses. Third one. 20 with a plus five, 25. Natural 20, that's a critical. Nice. Excellent, so that's double damage for the last one. Okay, so the first one will be 2d6 fire damage as this big moat of flame just streaks out of uh, Finn's hands. Three on the first roll. Mm -hmm. Three on the second roll. Three on the second roll. And then the last one, the second one unfortunately goes wide, but you're like, ah, fuck this. You kind of re-aim, concentrate, and just huck that last one, and you get it square between the eyes with a critical hit. Uh, so you're going to double the dice, so 4d6 for this last one. Okay. Four. Four. Five. Five, nice. Ooh. Five. Nice. Four. Oh, that is brutal. It's like 24 oh. points of damage as this fin is just like, right, fucking nuts to this. The, crow the crossbow was kind of working. All my other spells were kind of working, but this is the one. And you just shoot these three motes of fire. 
just absolutely destroying the left side of this monster's shoulder with the first one and scorching and just burning away at its face. It stumbles backwards and kind of almost falls back completely uh, onto its ass, but manages to catch itself before it falls. Excellent. God, what if that was fucking glass oh, cannon that was? <laughs> devastating. Fucking devastating. Okay. Uh, anything else you'd like to do? Would you like to move? I've got some mage armor that I could perhaps apply to someone, but I'm not sure if it's actually worth it. Uh, unfortunately, you have used your go to cast a spell. Uh, ah, yes. You do that once per turn. Got you. In that case, uh, if it's possible to move, I'll try and sort of try and put myself some distance away from the creature. A bit of a bit of a retreat. Yeah. You are you are in a you're in a completely square room. The uh, device is in the complete center, and for argument's sake, you're at kind of the south of this room and the rip in space and time and the ogre has like crawled out of the top right hand corner so you could make a complete bolt to the left hand side of the room if you wanted to I mean are we only talking a few meters here uh yeah this is like a it's not huge it is pretty much with this weird circle in the middle I'd say he's probably dug out and built quite a big basement for this device it's probably a 30 by 30 foot room okay yeah I'll, I'll probably try and just sort of sidestep a little bit towards the uh, south uh, west, I believe you said. Um, yep. So okay. almost like completely uh, diagonal. The kind yeah, of other side. yeah. All right. Finn is going over to the kind of bottom right-hand corner as the ogre is in the uh, bottom left-hand corner as the ogre is in the top right-hand corner of this room. And last but not least, oh no, sorry, my apologies, is Uruprax next. I. Forgive me for my overheating laptop whispering into the mic. Just I'll throw that. Uh, I want <laughs> to use Phantasmal Force. Phantasmal Force, excellent. Yes. Explain Phantasmal Force to me. So the Phantasmal Force. Do I have to describe it after I've rolled it, or do I just roll it first? Uh, remind me exactly how the spell works. It is. Uh, I craft an illusion that takes root in the mind of a creature that I can see within range. The target must make an intelligent saving throw. On a failed save, it can, I can create a phantasmal object, creature, or rather, or other invisible or other visible phenomenon of my choice that is no larger than a ten-foot cube and is perceivable to the target for the duration. It can include sound, temperature, and other stimuli. Only evidence of the creature, if, as the creature, for example, is if I say there's a wall there and the creature doesn't hit a wall, he then comes up with a reason as to why. The wall should be there, but isn't there, which justifies the situation as well. So it basically fucks his mind. Excellent. You are mind freaking the undead ogre. Uh huh. Okay. And then let me have a quick look. See, I guess the ogre has to make a some uh, spell check. Target must make an intelligence saving throw. Okay. I don't think this ogre is very smart. Let's find out. I, say, I did want to. I didn't want to profile. <laughs> And, uh, uh, yeah, I do want to assume. Not, I don't, don't want to be an ogre <laughs> racist, but uh, what is your spell save DC? What is the number I've got to beat? It. If you can't find it, it will be your. It will be eight plus your proficiency bonus, then plus your spell casting, which is charisma. Eight plus my proficiency bonus is ten, plus my charisma is sixteen. Uh, what's uh, 16 is oh the proficiency 3 so 13 
13. Thank you. Okay. Oh, check die. Oh, it's not going well. Okay. He rolled an 18. However, it is a minus four, so 14. He just misses it. You don't know if he's just so thick that he doesn't even comprehend it, or even he's half spectral and can see the astral plane as he's attacking and charging you guys. But you cast out this phantasmal force, trying to trick this ogre into thinking it's somewhere else or doing something else. But it seems to just go through into his rotting brain and just fizzle out at the sides. Eight forever, though, man. Eight forever. <laughs> okay, and then last, Oran Hammerhand. Okay. I consider myself a very good judge of character, and I think I can reason with this ogre. <laughs> After we've absolutely scorched its face off and arrowed its yeah. brains out. <laughs> no! Let's, uh, let's firebolt him right in the face, please. Going for the firebolt? Like yes. I feel like fire should be particularly effective, but I'm not sure. The idea to reason with him was just a ruse. It's like, don't worry, we don't want to hurt you. Ah, suck it. Sucked in. <laughs> Sucked in, dickhead. Fireball. Uh, super quick, before we do that, uh, Iraprax, did you want to move or anything on your go? I kind of stopped your go a little bit short. Yeah, just, just as far away to the back of the room as possible, please. Okay, so kind of going the same way as Finn, you're kind of almost... Can I hide beneath the device? Uh, the device is basically like a chalked circle, very much like someone has done like a big kind of archaic circle, uh, these strange, interesting, intricate spell details, almost like a, a transmutation circle, uh, just etched out on chalk on the floor, and then oh, obviously the these the big room. golden rods and these golden chains. Okay, back of the room for me. Back of the room, okay. Cowering at the back of the room with Finn and Bunzel. <laughs> you did this, Bunzel, you... Yeah. You're you're you bastard. shake him a bit by the shoulders while you're there, like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you fool! Bunzel! To be fair, just in case this continues to the south, if you could quietly get our expenses settled. <laughs> <laughs> if you could start doing our expenses while we take care of the owner, yeah. <laughs> Okay, excellent, cool. So Uraprax is also kind of, kind of dosy doing, kind of being on the far side of wherever this ogre is, kind of going round and round, much like in a in a comedy sketch where people are chasing each other around the table, and while one of them runs one one way, the other one runs the other way, and so they're always Benny Hill adjacent. music is on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. woman in a bikini, the policemen are going to come in. in a Okay, excellent. Sorry about that. I kind of interrupted you again. Didn't know if you wanted to move or not. Uh, Oran, you are casting Fireball, yes? Fireball, yes, please. All right. Uh, you're going to make a range spell attack, and let's see if it hits. Oh, it probably doesn't. I should have reasoned with him. Seven. Seven. Just misses. <laughs> you kind of raise your uh, Warhammer, and as you raise it, it kind of motor fire just appears at the very top and almost almost baseball batting it you just swing this hammer and this motor fire goes flying towards it just skimming its left shoulder and crashing into the wall so close sorry man uh any movement anything else um i feel like i'm a bit of a kind of tank so i'm just gonna run up to him 
Oh, okay, yeah, bum rushing it, yep. Yep. Sure. <laughs> I want to get between him and my crew behind me, so I want to absorb some damage. Alrighty. Everyone hide behind the dwarf. Aha! Okay, Oran is charging and trying to get right up in the grill of the ogre. Excellent. Okay, we are back up to Scamos. Okay, so um, movement-wise, um, like he's not actually grappling me or totally engaged with me right and obviously Oran has run in. How I would like to position myself if possible is just kind of sidling round. So, you know, like if um, you're chasing someone around a kitchen table, they have to go around. I'd like to position myself so, at the, so I'm kind of moving towards the other side of the mm-hmm. of the machine. So I've got a little bit of cover, and if anyone accidentally smashes it while trying to get me, then... So I'd like to move around there, um, just so I've got a slight angle, and then once I'm in that position, I'll uh, ping another arrow at his, uh, his old undead mug, if I can. Alrighty. Uh, are you kind of going around, or are you just kind of making a beeline and going through and technically underneath uh, Lillard? Oh, I don't want to go under. I don't want to get a shock to the old system. I want to try and just sort of sidle around. I ain't going. I ain't crossing that um, circle just yet. If anyone's going to cross that circle, I'd rather it was the ogre. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the way I see it, you guys, uh, you Scamos are kind of almost following suit with Finn and Uraprax, and you guys are kind of almost on the opposite side of the room now. The ogre and Oran are on kind of the right-hand side, and then you've got the device... And then you've got you three on the other side. Very yeah. similar to what I said and what you said. Yeah, like both ends of the kitchen table trying to catch the other one, but you're running the opposite directions. Yeah. All right. Uh, and you want to loose another arrow, yeah? Yeah, I'll send another arrow his way. Send it flying, boy. Okay. Not as good, but not terrible. So 14. Uh, 14 and... hits. Oh, didn't even add what bonus 14 it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so 14, just a standard one this time. Mm-hmm. So that is 1d6 plus 2. Go for it, buddy. Roll those bones. Uh, 3, so another 2, so 5 points of damage. Five points of damage. You let this arrow through. Uh, where are you aiming? Um, face. Why Why deal with it? Why, uh, yeah. <laughs> why neglect the classics? <laughs> You pull this arrow back, let it go, and he goes flying into this ogre's face as it is kind of lumbering and roaring and just kind of letting out these horrible guttural noises. He goes straight into his mouth and shoots out the back, taking tongue and teeth with it and just flying out the back. Already, you guys, with all these huge heavy hits, you're starting to see whatever kind of weird magic is keeping this alive. It is starting to fade. Like Some of the rib cage is starting to almost just crumble and turn back to dust and just rot and flesh away. And it's all slumping and almost almost melting and just kind of bits of him are just starting to fall on the floor now as uh, whatever is keeping him alive and in this world is already starting to fade. Keep up the pressure, boys. Keep up the pressure! How okay. Unleash hell. Isn't actually the ogre. Say that again. Uh, How do we know that the person I think I'm holding here with Bunzel isn't actually the ogre? Wait. Just you saying. Think, you think Bunzel is the ogre? Anything. Anything could be possible. <laughs> We've got a dead girl's soul floating out and powering a city here. 
Mm. I mean, in in many cases, I think the real ogre in this room is is hubris. Yeah, you get some comedy, you get some action, and you learn a lesson. This is why I love Dungeons and Dragons. Okay, the ogre. I love that they're having this. Like we're, we're positioning around the. Do you think buns or something? Nah. <laughs> the, ogre's like, oh. <laughs> the ogre, not being very intelligent and undead, uh, will completely ignore Oran and go charging towards Finn, who has done the most damage. He is oh not going around, God. he is making a straight beeline. As he starts to run towards Finn, however, Oran, he is kind of leaving your um, area of attack and you get an attack of opportunity against him. So almost you get to kind of swipe at his legs as he kind of runs away from you because you are currently engaged with him and he is kind of leaving the combat area. Yeah, so, I wanna, uh, yeah? I want to smash uh, my uh, my Warhammer right into, like, catch his knee. I want to take out yes. one of those legs. Take one of the legs. Okay. Uh, 16. 16. That hits. Hey! Oh, hey. Damage. Uh, D8. Uh, it's four, but I get a plus three, so seven. Seven. Excellent. This ogre is just like, just running towards Finn, and you're like, oh shit, and you just clip one of his ankles and one of his knees as he runs towards you. Uh, as the ogre starts running, making a straight beeline, he semi goes into the circle. Uh, Finn, you are absolutely fucking terrified as this undead ogre charges towards you, but you do notice as he enters the weird device circle, he starts like almost slow motion moonwalking as he kind of slightly starts floating and kind of hovering. It comes out of it and kind of thuds back down onto the kind of solid gravity, kind of kicks back in again, charging towards you. Uh, He's going to smash down against the ground and try and pummel you into the ground. Finn. Does a 24 hit you, Finn? I mean, it's pretty obvious it it does. (laughs) Yes, easily. (laughs) You kind of, you see him kind of... (laughs) too happy, Andy. (laughs) You see him kind of spacewalk for a second, you're like, oh, weird, there's a lot more going on in that circle than I thought. (gasps) Oh, shit! As he comes right (laughs) towards you, slamming down his hands. Uh, You take... 13 points of damage. Ooh. Are you okay? Are you alive? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm concerned, yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm so I'm so wounded I can't even see my damage point. <laughs> Where is it? Uh Oh, hell. So what was it, 13, did you say? 13, yeah. Oh, my God. Right. Are you up or are you down? It's going to be a cliffhanger. 13 damage. I'm alive. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) It's not looking good, guys. It's not looking good. Is is it like... If I I was a Pokemon, you'd be throwing Pokeballs at me, like, repeatedly. (laughs) Now's the time! Capture him! I'm like that. You're speaking my language. Litter of health. Okay. This ogre, these weird, grotesque, rotting limbs come thundering down and smash you into the dirt. 
you buckle and fall onto one knee and frantically in a panic stand back up dizzy and confused and on your last breaths and it is your go what do you do <laughs> i don't think i'd be standing to be honest no uh, but 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 i am so okay the bad boy spells have been used up and um, mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go for a well he seems to be attracted mainly to whoever does the most amount of damage the turn before give him a kiss uh, <laughs> <laughs> just give him a little stroke on the belly heal him he'll <laughs> 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 just get repelled from you <laughs> That's a very good point, though. We, I think, let me just check our uh, backpack. I believe we do have we also something. We have the risky potion. What's I the drunk that we've we've had that already today? I have. Yeah, yeah, we had that at the start of the day. We were we were all psychic ago. for a hot minute. <laughs> we've got four minor potions. I'm not sure what they heal. We've got a load of various coffee and cake. Things. <laughs> you have a, um, don't you have the mage Adam potion that would, that would coffee cake into don't your you have one of those mage potions that would heal your hit points and restore some of your magic? Do I do I have one or do we have one or? You're, you've got the bag. I'm looking. I'm looking in the bag, mate. I can't. I can't. I think see one of those shit. coffees. I think there was like no. a lemon something or other. There's a lemon zinger. There's a lemon zinger. That's the speed bag, yeah. one. Um, oh, there was I a mage potion though and didn't we if my my memory goes back as far as we did it in preparation for home alone any yeah. of you that could do magic we distributed them out when we were doing all of our prep we can go back to the tape if anyone's got 20 minutes but, but that's what i remember 20 minutes i'm not gonna be able to find that one bit in four hours of gameplay <laughs> okay i can see uh, yes, I can you see. have uh you've got some healing potions you yeah. have the what was called a mad mage, which I'm not sure what does exactly. You have the extra light lattes, which give you a, a flying <laughs> bonus of being able to fly, and the lemon zingers, which increase your speed. Fly, Carl. Uh, fly. You saying that, yeah, Andy? You saying that? I'm pretty sure that you did gift out the mad mages to the spellcasters. Yeah, because I so kept the lemon zinger, which I used say, to. Do that guy. I don't remember exactly how many you guys bought of each. I think I've got it somewhere. Oh, here we are. You bought four Mad Mages. Yes, so I can I'm, see I'm it. happy yes. that you guys have one each, for argument's sake. In this uh, current situation, not being able to remember, and it's been such a long time. Apologies. Yeah. But I let's say, s- for argument's sake, then everyone has one Mad Mage. Perfect. Yeah, I didn't see it before, but now I can. Yeah, Mad Mage Rocket. It's because it's listed under the uh, coffees and, and cake area. <laughs> do, you, do you also have a pillow? We've got a pillow. We do. Or is that under the mat? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. That's oh yeah, the pillow is like set up somewhere. We don't yeah. actually have it under uh, a Ian Ian Visible was in charge of the pillow. And oh was, yeah. We're gonna he do it in when... case it all goes south. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the big sleep, we called it. <laughs> we were going to put bricks in the pillow as well to really, really ensure that people don't sleep. Okay. Yeah, we should make clear for anyone listening, like, if anyone listens this far into this bizarre campaign that we and haven't we played. We, we haven't played for, despite the fact that you listened to the last episode, maybe very recently, for us... We have no idea what we did in the last episode, or I don't, certainly, because it no. was months ago. We, we did take a, a Christmas sabbatical. 
I mean, what we can say is thank you if you are listening. If you're not listening to this right now, you're an absolute dog. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. If you're just your us out. now, we have no idea either. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. If you'd like, you can use a minor action on your go to quickly chug the Mad Mage Mocker and Defin- then still definitely. be able to move and do your actions. Okay, I'm going to reduce our mockers down to three i would definitely like to whip out the mocker out of the bag mm-hmm. with my indeed hand <laughs> <laughs> you're coughing and you've got you the top of your head has been gashed open and your blood is pissing down one of the sides of your face uh, half the side of your face all in one eye one eye is like welded shut with blood you uncork one of these uh, potions you've got the mad mage mocker and just huck that thing down your throat it is cold and chunky you would imagine this is probably better fresh and warm it's not a it's not a keep for a while kind of potion it's a fresh potion uh but you get 1d4 plus two health back 1d4 plus two so i roll the d4 now Mm -hmm. four excellent plus two so six six health points back Oh, that's that's good. That's very and good. deep inside your very core of your magical potential, you feel ever so slightly recharged, and you get one of your spell slots back. Oh, so that's that's the second level spells. Would that be? Uh, this will allow you to recharge a first, second, or a third if you have them. Okay, that's I will recharge a second. Excellent. I feel refreshed. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And I do a bit of a uh, retreat to the complete opposite corner of wherever the creature is right now, if I can even make it that far. Okay, uh, just because it's been a while and we're still fresh to this game, uh, if you are to run away from the ogre right now, he, like Oran just did, would get an attack of opportunity against you. However, you can use your action instead of attacking to disengage. So you are able to safely get out of the creature's range and then run away. You wouldn't be able to do any like spells or anything because that is your action to disengage, but it makes you be able to run away from the creature and not get attack of opportunity and still technically, in your case, probably be alive. So so was my main action the potion or was that a minor? Uh, drinking the potion, I'm allowing to be a minor action. So that okay. is give me that you can do. And then on your go, you get your action and movement. Ah, okay, brilliant. In that case, then yes, I would like to safely disengage if possible. So you, yep, you use your action to disengage instead of casting yes. spells or using weapons. Yeah, and you just peg it across the room. Yeah, I mean, why not? <laughs> Rude device like the ogre did, or round and round like chasing kids, two kids chasing each other around the coffee table. Um, just like straight, straight for it. Straight through it. Oh no, 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 not, no, not Uh-oh. in the middle Uh-oh. bit because <laughs> I saw that there's some sort of weird thing going on there. Um, possibly some sort of uh, what, gravity force spell thing. Uh, so All I right. definitely want to avoid that. Okay, um, avoiding like the ogre did, you pretty much zip around the outside of the device and you're pretty much now on the opposite side of the room with... Oran and where the ogre was before it charged you. So we've got an ogre near Scamos and Uraprax, and then running over to the other side of the room is Finn and Oran, the device in between you guys. 
Excellent. That was that was pretty clutch. I thought I killed you then, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Anything else? You can shout out to the teammates as a minor action or just a bonus action. You've got um, this bonus in your in your go. Non non character speak right now, Dungeons and Dragons speak. What happens when you die? Okay. Uh, we can quickly talk about that. Uh, when you as a character go to zero, you fall unconscious. And then what you do is you make death saving throws. What you'll do is you'll roll a 20-sided dice. If it is 1 to 10, that is kind of one strike on failure. And if you roll 11 to 20, that is one strike on success. Uh, And then whatever one happens first, happens first. If you get three strikes of failure and you're out, you die. If you get three strikes of success, you are alive but asleep and unconscious on the ground. With with that, are there things that can interrupt that process so like can someone right like raise you if they come and heal you or can someone coup de gras you if they curb stump you that in the meantime? Is, yes that is an excellent question if you are dead and unconscious on the ground if a creature attacks you it is two automatic failures against you two strikes on your failures so on your turn you roll a dice if it's a success it's one success if it's a failure it's one from failure whichever one you get three or first is what happens if the bad cool. guy is going absolutely buck wild and ape shit and attacking you guys while you're unconscious, it is two automatic failures on your death saves. Whoa. Right. Healing if you get, someone? If you get three strikes and you die, mm-hmm. you're just dead. You are dead, yes. And Whoa. it is nothing short of miracles or spells that will bring you back. If someone is able to run over to your unconscious body and shove a potion in your mouth before you've got your three strikes and you're out on your death saves, you will come back up and alive depending on how many hit points you've been healed via the spell or the healing uh, potion. Uh, If you roll a natural 20 on these death saves, you waken conscious with one hit point, like you have a last fighting breath. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So don't fuck it up. Uruprax, <laughs> 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 it is your go. So I'm near the ogre now. You are. You and Scamos are now near this ogre. It is on kind of your side of the room, as Finn has like fucked this and bolted to the other side. I want to run up the ogre's back by treading on the back of his leg and scaling on it, and then trying to stab it in the back of the neck with my rapier. Okay, uh, that would be. That would be an acrobatics check to see if you can successfully start to climb up the back of this ogre. Well, we know that these go well. Nat 20. Nat oh. 20. How big was that D20 that you just rolled? Yeah, it sounded it was a bit like a brick. Odd. Oh, it's because I'm like, it was literally right next to the microphone. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I, do it over here. I thought you'd treat yourself and got some of those fancy metal dice that you can buy. <laughs> Or just like a big, like, my first D20. <laughs> yeah, like a big phone one. <laughs> Dan, with your natural 20, you zip around the back of this ogre. You kind of jump off the heel and you kind of reach up and grab some of its um, spine and its rib cage, which is exposed at the back. It snaps and a rib cage comes flying out and you're like, oh, fuck this. And you just start grabbing and tearing at this flesh as you scramble up onto the back of it very uh, Shadow of the Colossus, you're kind of on the back of this <laughs> now. Like, uh, Yeah, go for a uh, rapier attack. Uh, oh, I'm forgetting now. So it's so I, I just rolled a 10. Do I add anything to it? Uh, Plus you roll, 14. 14. That hits. 
Uh, your rapier is 1d8 plus your dexterity. Where are you? Oh, okay. Uh, six. Six. Six total or? Six, six total. Excellent. You just stabbing and stabbing. Chunks of matter and brain are coming out of the rapier as you pull it out and stuck on the end of the rapier, but you're like, oh god, fuck this! <laughs> and you just attack and attack. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, you've moved and climbed up the ogre. Anything else? Uh, I should probably hop off. Can I do that? Uh, yeah, I'd let you. Uh, I'd let you hop off. I want to hop off of a sweet backflip. Oh, okay, yeah, acrobatics then, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 18 18 oh. you successfully tuck backflip landing behind this ogre you haven't uh, left its area of attack so you haven't like disengaged with the creature uh, but you are behind it now anything else <laughs> uh, I just want to do that to Bunzel <laughs> for the people yeah. listening I'm pointing at my eyes to point at <laughs> Bunzel's eyes for those listening in the podcast <laughs> I'm shading Bundle <laughs> quite viciously. He is kind of still in the uh, kind of opening, which goes up into the staircase. Just confused about why uh, his device that has been running for almost a good part of a year now has started to do stuff like this. Very just taken aback, glued to the spot in fear and confusion. Or an quite this disaster with us arriving. <laughs> <laughs> That is just a coincidence. Mm. Um, I'm so I'm on the other side of the device from the ogre thing right now. Yeah. Yes. So it's you and Finn on one side of the device. The device in the middle of the room. Uh, Uraprak, Scamos, and the ogre on the other side. Again, a small thirty by thirty foot room, so you can easily close a distance and engage in the monster if you wanted to. Okay. Seeing uh, my friend and colleague Uraprak so successfully attack this creature's brain has given me an idea and I want to try something so I want to run straight at the ogre through the device and I want to use like the anti-gravity to like propel myself up and jump onto like I want to get onto his head and while I'm going up I'm pulling out my hand axes and I want to get both into his brain that's what I want to do I love everything about that okay (laughs) Okay, you just like, you're like, fuck this. You stow your big warhammer on the back, uh, on your back. You've probably got some fancy, like, back sheath to it. Pull out the two hand axes. Actually, they're bound to you, so you just click your fingers and they just just appear in your hands. You charge towards the creature, straight from the middle. Fuck the magical weird device in the center. (laughs) As you enter the weird circle, like the chalk line on the floor, everything becomes very blurry very strange all the sound is kind of muffled almost like you're fucking like underwater or something like very like and even though you're running at full pelt and you know you're going as fast as you can you kind of look around and you can just see this ogre is just like slow motion like as Uraprax is stabbing into him you take this kind of small little moment of opportunity as you kind of feel weird and slightly weightless to kind of kick off the ground kind of almost 300 star like wrench back my arms 
leap out of the ground. You come out of this circle. And again, very much like a boom as you come out. All the sound comes back. Everything seems to be running at normal speed again. And you're just soaring through the air with this kind of anti-gravity boost that you've got with your jump. And you'll slam down the hand axes. Uh, let's do one at a time. Obviously, you're going to whack both down at the same time. But for argument's sake and calculating damage, let's do one at a time. Okay, so I'm just going straight for the D, uh, the hand axe. Like, uh, I don't have to roll a D20. Uh, no, still roll to see if it hits and then roll the oh, yeah, damage. Okay. okay, sorry. That's okay. Uh -oh. It's been a while. Oh, shit. <laughs> 13. That hits. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, this, this ogre is rotting and slow and stupid. Beautiful. Uh, so I've got... Do I get... Do I get a roll for each hand axe? Sorry, I can't remember if this yep, is... Yeah, so that yeah. was the first okay. one. That hits. And then let's see if the second one hits. Uh, five. Five. Unfortunately, that one misses. One of them connects and embeds into the skull of this creature. The other one kind of slips and just slices off here a bit of his shoulder ever so slightly. Uh, so one hand axe uh, damage for me. Oh, hold on. That was my damage. That was a d6 that I just rolled to get the... So I rolled a d20 twice. Oh, okay. So, uh, yep, yep. Sorry. That's my mistake. Okay, so the first one does eight points of damage. Yes. Excellent. Okay, I thought the second uh, attack apologies. That's okay. apologies. That's okay. Yes. Excellent. This first one connects and cleaves into its brain, into its skull. And then the second axe. D20 again. D20 to see if it hits, and then we'll do the damage. There is a 16 that time. That hits. Roll damage. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on. Oh. Oh, hold on. I rolled a one, but my... Does my great weapon fighting count on my hand axes if I roll a one on a... Uh, unfortunately, that only counts for two-handed weapons like your, uh, your battle Okay, I rolled a uh, four. Battle axe, warhammer, sorry. It was a four because I've got a plus three. So it was one plus three. All right. Four points of damage. Still really good. Just this is horrible to behold. One of these axes has gone right into the skull. The other one has kind of almost hit a side temple and has sliced one of the eyeballs in half half embedded into the skull on the side and cutting it half half cut open one of his eyes it's nice. just as it kind of wrenches backwards uh, but you're kind of on top of it now just like fucking riding the ball <laughs> yeah man I want to stay up there too so if I can just like hold on to his head or there was an arrow embedded in his skull earlier so if I can like grab onto that or grab into like the cavities of his eyes and his uh, skull or something you, like that, you are quite confident that unless you pull these out, these axes aren't going anywhere. You just oh, hold onto these hand axes for bare life, for Even dear there. life. <laughs> okay, excellent. What a, what a go, uh, Scamos. What are you up to? Right. So bearing in mind, we've got Oraprax currently standing behind him, doing his arms out, having backflipped off. We've got Oran hanging off him, axes um, embedded in the skull. I am hoping that I can um, dash past him um, yeah. and maybe hamstring him with my... Um, so obviously, he's got the weight heading forward. I want to run past him with my rapier and hamstring him as I go past, see if I can bring him down. Uh, yep, if you manage to get around the back of him, 
you'll be kind of shoulder to shoulder with uh, Iroprax, but uh, you would be flanking. Great. Can we do that then? Yes. Let's, let's go for it. So, bolt around him, drawing the rapier as I go. Mm-hmm. And then let us roll on that. Sorry, let me get my sheet up so I can follow that one. So, rolled an 11, and I have plus four attack bonus on my rapier. So, 14, uh, 15, sorry. 15. 15 hits. Nice. And then 1d8 plus 2. The d8 is. Now, this is where my memory fails me. Which one of these is an eight sided dice? <laughs> When in doubt, look at the numbers. <laughs> Suddenly, because they're digital, <laughs> it's harder to manipulate <laughs> them to check. You got it, bud? Uh, here's the one, here's the one. Okay. So, a six and then plus two, so eight. Eight, excellent. Are you Are you sneak attacking? I am, because I flanked him, haven't I? Oh, my. Yes, you Thank have. Thank you for reminding me, sir. So I wish eight, I had. 8 plus 2d6. Um, so that's another 4 and another 5. Another 4 and another 5. How do you want to do this? Oh, okay. So so in down. That, oh, in that case then, so I dashed around... Um, obviously wanted to take advantage there so I ran round, did like a nice little cut across both of his Achilles tendons, what's left of them and then as he starts to topple I'm just really going to jab in at the base of his spine, right where his um, you know, right where his vestigial uh, tail would be if he had one Excellent. grind that rapier around <laughs> Excellent, <laughs> oh, this God. ogre this huge ogre gives up the ghost and buckles onto its knees Oran still riding on top. As it kind of collapses onto his knees, the force embeds the axes even more, and a part of his collarbone and ribcage seems to break, and, and you just... <laughs> the whole head shunts down into the shoulders, and it just collapses forward. As it kind of collapses forward, it almost completely... not kind of vaporizes, but almost becomes completely spectral ghost-like see-through and then almost kind of just disappears you kind of pause look over and the weird tear and the rip in the fabric and reality just all of a sudden kind of just slowly starts to intertwine interlock and mend itself and kind of weave itself back together the weird kind of not rattling of the chains, but the red chains were taut and vibrating, almost like a guitar string, like a... They slowly start to come down to the uh, original kind of low thrum of the energy. And everything I, just seems to go quiet. I put my rapier back in its scabbard, mutter to my friends, and afraid of no ghost, and then turn my attention <laughs> back... To Bunzel. <laughs> I want to ask Bunzel if this has happened before. Bearing in mind he's still in the zone of truth. He is, he is. It has been a... And also what star been... sign he is. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm a Pisces. Zodiac working in D&D. <laughs> uh, there, there, te- there technically is a Dungeons & Dragons calendar. I don't know whether there are star signs and Zodiac signs, but... 
For argument's sake, he says Capricorn. Knew <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, so typical. <laughs> typical Capricorn. <laughs> he uh, he's still under the influence of the uh, Zone of Truth. Yes. So he uh, kind of still a little bit taken aback by all this. Kind of looks at you guys and goes, oh, uh, uh, "No, but but again, no one's died in this room before." Maybe, maybe she knew that uh, Marcus's spirit was here and it upset her, or maybe it was just because there was a a second spirit in here. But no, this is this hasn't happened before. I I, I believe me. Uh, I don't know what you want to do. I like I said earlier. I I have no intention of of turning it off. I. I've done a lot and I've helped a lot of people and as I explained even though she was sick and poorly and no hope of curing her I asked her if she was willing to be experimented and try to be put into this machine and and she, she completely agreed she was she wanted to in passing still help the the city and the town and the people uh, so I, I I'm not turning it off you'll you have to speak to the the lord of the town if you want to arrest me or or we're just going to walk away and we'll never talk of this again and your your town your town russelton can can have the power for free of course i'm not going to change that everyone can have it for free and i yeah <laughs> i can't remember if i did this on the ground uh can i use comprehend language on lillen Mm. Uh, comprehend language is for oh God. Uh, it's, let me check my Celestial knowledge. Celestial astro planet built be, be, beings. I believe it is only for written. For the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear, and you also understand any written language. Oh no! Okay. Okay. Uh, no. If Lillian is speaking. You should. Hmm. You must also understand. Okay. Okay. See, this is this is where it's going to get weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this me... is where it's going to get weird. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Now it gets weird. <laughs> Still yeah, now. You've got this in my mind. Intelligence core. Okay. So speak the spell. Speak with dead. You grant the semblance of life to an intelligent corpse of your choice within range, allowing it to answer any questions you pose. Okay, so Lillen would obviously speak common, as she is human. However, because she's dead, she's not now speaking celestial. If you were to, if a deity or an angel was to descend from the heavens and start speaking celestial to you, you could cast that spell to understand it. However, this is a ghost. This is the soul of a bound creature. Uh, it's not a case of understanding what she's saying. It's a course, the case of having a spell that will let you communicate with dead. Okay. So no. So it's not like she's there speaking celestial because she is a spirit. She is not of this world anymore. So having to get the casting a spell to get the soul to be able to speak again is what you need. Not it's not understanding. It's getting it to actually speak in the first place. Yeah. Okay, I think we should just go. Should I think everything's fine here. 
I think we're in a good position. The city has power. Lillen's clearly happy. Bunzel's clearly happy. Marcus, not so much. The weird ectoplasmic <laughs> vagina is gone. So let's just go up the stairs. I'm not happy about this. I, I would like to ask Bunzel some some questions. So why why don't we huddle up? I think let's let's before we get anything controversial, let's just that we can all agree on. How about we send Bunzel up to get that love a couple of slices of that nice coffee cake and put the kettle on. <laughs> We'll have a huddle up while he's doing that, um, and then we can sit down over coffee. Well, we can't because we're here with the machine. We're not going to leave him. I mean, not going to leave him thingy with that. <laughs> Hold on, Bunzo, are you going to run off? Uh, ah, I like that. I like that. That's good. I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's still under the zone of truth, isn't he? Oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> How long does this last for? It it, uh, it lasts for 10 minutes. I would say with that combat, because you were talking to him for quite a while in the basement before this whole thing happened, and with that combat, being quite short, only about a minute, even half a minute of combat, because it was quite crazy and chaotic, you you believe you're kind of nearly, nearly nearing the end of this 10-minute spell. Uh, Bunzel kind of puts his fingers together and kind of looks down at the ground a little bit. It's like, it, it, it had crossed my mind that if there was a chance, I would make a break for it and leg it. <laughs> Go and make a nice cup of tea, Bunzel. Don't be He's silly. If you run away, I'm going to blow up this entire house. All right, compromise. <laughs> let, let me ask you a couple of questions while he's still got the truth, the truth uh, thing on. Right. Okay. It's slightly technical, slightly philosophical. So, say we all agree with this energy supply. How long, Bunzel, do you envision this energy supply working? Like, she's only got so much energy to give, surely. Um, uh, I, from my understanding, again, this is this is magic and science way beyond any. This is new, uh, beyond any comprehension. It's never been done before. Um, she's not generating power. It is, it is. The the spirit is naturally trying to ascend into a different realm of existence, into the demil afterplane. Uh, by tethering her here, uh, it is. It's the other side. It's not her. It's the other side which is generating the power. She is a, an anchor, almost a conduit of it. Uh, she, it, it could go on forever, as long as the the realm of the afterlife and the ethereal plane exists, which is a huge demi-plane of magic and etherealness, so it's not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Uh, it, it would be indefinite. Okay, one follow-up question. If we all agree this is good, this is a very flimsy power supply with one pipe going here. We saw how close we came to it being destroyed today. If this goes on for another hundred years, there's going to be more close calls. Other people are going to find the power source. It's it's not sustainable. At some point, somebody will either break it, damage it, accidentally trip over it. Some, something's going to happen. And if the whole world becomes reliant on your power, they may start giving up some of their skills and then all of a sudden that could be taken away from them and they could be in a worse position 
than what we're in now. I, I can see your, your philo- philosophical standing on this. Uh, we don't want people to become complacent and lazy because of this power supply. Uh, there are some who have, their jobs have become irrelevant, but I've done my best to then hire them under my under my wing to uh, continue the spread of the power supply. The golden thread needs to be delivered. The pylons need to be planted and based. Uh, I, I probably won't let people down in the basement again. Uh, it's, uh, your friend there, Uruprax, barged his way in. I, I won't let anyone else in here ever again. Um, I could maybe... Given the circumstances, it, the power supply could be moved in theory. It would take a lot, but I could move it somewhere safer. Could you build another one? And could you replace the soul inside? Easily? I don't know what you people are implying. I, a minute ago, you were all thinking I was evil for putting one person in it. I don't want to... I have no intention well, of making another one. Around like, like thinking people. people we're evil. Come on. I mean, we're going to kill like loads of people over the next few weeks, I expect. We already so have slaughtered a lot of people. Yeah. I'm duly. We're not going to judge you here, but... Yeah. You all make mistakes. But actually, there is something to think about. So this this power could last infinitely, right? Um, Bunzel, with the best will in the world, the best will in the world, you, as a living man will not last forever. You need to be thinking seriously about training a proper apprentice. Did we meet an inventor? You know, half armor these days. Um, <laughs> you should you should really be training an apprentice so there is someone, maybe a, a, a good solid pipeline of people that, are, that you can trust that are going to be able to run this safely in the future. And you're also going to need to have until you understand what you can do to potentially move this to a safer location very carefully make sure that you have more security here because the thing I fear about this and the thing that gave me pause to say do we have to just shut this down is that this in the wrong hands is a very dangerous thing uh, agreed I I must uh, there will be a point where I will need a successor I, and you can start to f- you can start to sense that this zone of truth is starting to wear off a little bit, but he kind of, this cast a little kind of bit of truth pops out of his mouth as he's like, uh, if I'm being completely honest here, I was going to maybe uh, make Marcus my successor once he had finished grieving and calmed down a bit, but he's <laughs> dead, dead now. What about Flink? <laughs> Flink's really, yeah, that's, we've got the man That's Flink, an armor guy. Yeah. Who? Flink. Oh, Flink. The, the, you the know. Man. He invented from Russelton, uh, yes. Yeah, has an armoured hand, owes us a magic carpet big enough to carry a horse, that type of thing. Big big dealer in magic carpets, from what we understand. Uh, I could could recruit another mage to help me in this cause, if we're being, again, completely honest. I I wouldn't do it immediately. I would probably wait until I'm in my... uh, my waning years, is it? Yeah. 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 Sure. Would you step into the machine, Bunzel, if it came to it? Uh, you know what? If, if I was, I, yes, I, if I had a successor who was able to understand and replicate this device, then I would, I would gladly give my eternal soul to help thousands, yes. 
as your daughter he's not, did. He's not under the sword. Uh, as my daughter did. With consent. Verbal consent. Yeah, I don't know did. if I believe him. He said it in zone of truth, dude. No, no, he's not enough. in zone of truth anymore. Whatever Where he enough. was. He did originally last game. Last game he oh, did originally. Did say that he would, and she had. She consent. was. She, there was the plague that went round. If yeah. you guys don't oh, remember, yeah, it's taken several, several. It took a, quite a few villagers' lives. You met a French blacksmith who had an adopted son. As the son's parents passed away from the uh, the plague as well, that went round. Uh, yes, she she was sick. Uh, much like the rest of the people in the town who got the plague, they had no cure and no answer to why it was going around. Uh, she was, she was, for lack of a better word, not to be morbid, she was on her way out and he came to her and was like, hey, I've got this magical machine that will power the entire city, maybe the world. It requires a soul. My, my sweet daughter, my love, you are not long for this world. However, in death, you could save millions. And she, she consented and agreed before she passed away. And Oren wants to destroy the beauty of that verbal contract. I'll tear it all down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Rather I'm than let's drag on, I think we but need before, to vote. Vote before of what we do. We do. Yeah, we just ha- there's, I, have an, I have a thought. Before yeah. we do that, can we... <laughs> because she's a spirit, right? So now, please bear with me because I'm very new to this idea of death in this world. Mm-hmm. But if one of us was to die and be in this final three strikes thing, yep, could we could we use the time between those three strikes to communicate with the fellow spirit and check? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, because okay. so it is because I could much... die and then <laughs> speak to her. <laughs> Are you gonna flatline us? This this is yeah, so yeah, risky. Yeah. Oh, I think that we weird thing with, with um. Yes. Elliot Page, the fat line. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh well, I was thinking of the eighties one, but yes, same yeah. same deal. Um, so oh, can Jesus. we flatline as this? <laughs> Do it right. Okay. First question: Do we need to? <laughs> no, but it'd be that is probably the better question to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want it, I'm all on board. But you know, <laughs> do um, we need to? I mean, we can vote anyway. But now I kind of want a flatline as this. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. if we if we do it and then I and then I just say, Hey Lillen, are you still up for this? And All she you says want, yes. You're gonna put yourself on the brink of death just to hear a girl go, Yep. Yeah, well then <laughs> but then we can then we can sleep soundly at no, night. Because then you, you have can to still sleep. roll I'm out of it. You have to roll out of it. You might no, still no, no. die. But my plan is foolproof. Because we you guys can Lynn. just you guys can just pour a mad mage down my throat as I'm doing it. <laughs> And then I get enough health back to come back. I have the adrenaline in, in the heart. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it it's, doesn't. It's just, it's in theory it could work. <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> Jesus, you guys are your fucking questions. <laughs> are there toilets? How much does a horse weigh? Can a magic carpet lift a horse? If well, I die, uh, if I'm <laughs> unconscious on the ground doing my death saves. Can I see other spirits around me? <laughs> but, but oh, if Jesus. you're if you're about to die, there's no way that you are yet a ghost able to speak to another ghost. It means you're still alive. You're just on death's door. It doesn't mean like a you are a ghost. Experience. Yeah, I feel uh, like I might be. You are unconscious on the ground. 
breathing your last breaths. Technically, it's very much like in the films where someone's like, snap out of it, like shaking you and slapping you, like, come on, come back, kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> maybe, you don't know. I mean, it can't you're going to see, you're gonna see Lillard, you're going to see Park Kent, the whole, the whole shebang. This is going to, you, the, the person who is agreeing to technically die and flatline is the beefiest tank. It's going to take a fucking while. It's going to be you three just pummeling all around like, die, die. And That's like, the question. Okay. Keep going, I'm nearly Warren, dead. how do you propose okay. we're going to kill you? <laughs> First of all, how great a finale to season one will this be? I am for a I'm, start. I'm sold. I'm just curious. Just grab the golden chains and electrocute yourself to fuck. <laughs> yeah, I just, mean, we just can jump into the machine. We can pretty much choose anyway. We like we we must have like. I know what I could do. I could eat one of the keppers. I'll eat the fucking kepper. Then I win the bet. Then I speak to Lelin. I save the day. <laughs> It all comes together at once. It one. all comes together. Do it. <laughs> yeah, Do it. There, this is the perfect one. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> can I Can I just say, right, as a dungeon master, you think and you plan for <laughs> as many kind of outcomes as possible. You come up with cool ideas, and then to double-check and make sure you're not kind of caught off guard, you come up with a bunch of different scenarios. Like we did when you were in Russellton and the goblins had taken over and were taking all the jobs. I had plans for if this happened, I had plans for if that happened, and then you guys were like, let's make a fake job and trigger more. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? And the same thing, the same thing. What if we intentionally die to double check if this lemon spirit is okay? Oh my. Have you, had a, have you had a single plan yet, Lewis, that we haven't managed to ruin as best we can? No, you, think... fucking, you dick about with magical pillows! You make try and make horses fly with flying carpet! <laughs> I do you think it's in the best several interest, horses in town. It's in oh, the best interest of our party going forward that John is able to sleep at night, Oren is able to sleep at night, and Oren can move forward from this point in the adventure with a clear conscience. I think that is vital to whatever happens next. So, Oren, if you if you need to do this, I, I have your back, buddy. Maybe I we could throw the pillow at him so that he was unconscious. Wow. And then it's happening. He he would hold it over his face. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just get the invisible to do it and then none of us are complicit? Yeah. I think eating the kipper is enough. I think it's like a sort of suicide pill at this stage. <laughs> It's not. It's a, It's an old, smelly kid with cyanide pill. Please, dungeon master. I beg your pardon. Can you describe the kipper for us? Oh my god. Almost exactly like the ogre you just you just attacked <laughs> and fought. He pull all around, pulls it out of his like satchel, and it all, the tail almost comes off, almost like bloody a cartoon. The whole skeleton just almost comes off because this flesh is just rotting off the bone by now. I You I reckon it would make killing Oran easier, but would probably not kill him outright. <laughs> I think it's worth the two gold pieces I'd have to give to him. <laughs> also, guys, another option. I'm looking through the bag. As, as well as four shot glasses and some minor potions, we do have one vial of poison. 
I didn't have a description for it, so I've wrote a generic general purpose vial of poison. It poisons things in a way that is very general. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. You went into Shady Sally's and you bought poison. Poison. So you could maybe yeah, pour could the poison, poison on the kipper and then eat the kipper gonna, with the poison on. Can I quickly make him a cyanide? No. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I think, you on down, I think it comes down to one thing. If we don't do this now, our listeners are going to be very upset. No, we, we have to. We, we have to do it. It's just one of the best way to almost kill you. Yeah. Okay. If you maybe take the kipper when you're standing at the top of the stairs... <laughs> then maybe what that doesn't do the full will. <laughs> oh, okay, so take the, uh, the poison and then huck oh, yourself down. You still the um the trap is still set at the top of the stairs. If anyone touches the doorknob, so down the kipper, grab the doorknob. You'll get shocked and oh, switch it back on. <laughs> and then I want I want someone to put the, hold the pillow over my face, so they're going to fall asleep as yeah, well. Going, oh yeah, Ian, 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 yeah. Also, we can get some ghost consent. Yeah. <laughs> just That's literally all I'm going to say. I'm just going to ask Lillian, everything all right? This is all cool? And then you guys are going to pour a uh, mad mage down my throat, and I'm going to be back. If she says no, I'm going to slap a bitch. If well, she says no, some, um, then we have a conversation to have on the other side. Not to <laughs> cheap you out, Oran, but if we've got a minor healing potion, is that is that better just to bring you back to life with? Because then you can just sleep to restore your magic, and then we've still got the better magics for okay. for another day. This, not, trying uh, to, not trying to dick you. <laughs> uh, just so you guys get a better understanding. Um, uh, so with these death saves, if you're in combat, they happen on your go. So each each turn, it is your turn, you will do a death save. Uh, a whole round of combat is roughly about six seconds. So you would need to kill Oran and then get him back up within like nine seconds. But 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 when I was in kill him, kill him. When I was inside the device, wasn't it all in like slow motion? So I get extra time. Do I not? You should have worked out the time distortion <laughs> of like I, the I, inception. I don't, don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> Hold on, let me Google time the the, the uh, formula for time distortion, and we'll work out the time. <laughs> oh my god. I just want to get you guys. Just have to kill me right. Time seemed to be warped and go slower while you were in the device and while you ran through it, but you were alive. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> if you were dead and in the device, I mean, you you straight up killed Marcus in the room and like a vacuum cleaner, his soul went zing straight up. Oh, you yes, are. Okay. If you're gonna do it. I mean, I'm all for it. I think it's a fucking fantastic idea. I also but... think it's clever how Lewis put all these pieces together to make us do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fact that everything's <laughs> aligning. Very like, the clever. Warping, when I like, when talk. I gave you those kippers, like episode three, I was like, yes, and they'll have them ready for the finale. <laughs> <laughs> and Oran will kill himself. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. I have an idea. No, Another no, no, one. no. no. <laughs> she... I feel like I've lost the I've lost the game a little bit here. Okay, if so oh, with the death saves on your turn during combat, and combat is roughly about three seconds per turn, you could technically do this. You reckon you could successfully incapacitate and kill Oran, bring him back. However, with what your knowledge is and how you kind of understand how the magical realm of Dungeons & Dragons works, 
timing is going to be vital. You have got literally seconds. He's not. It's not like the film where the longer you're in there, the cooler you are. You are going to literally have to time this to the fucking letter and right. let so, you die. Okay. I summon I invisible down the stairs, mate. Come on. Get invisible down here, Finn. I think you have the steadiest hands and the thing. <laughs> I think. I think you should be ready to pour that potion down his throat at like what second? Second eight. Within nine seconds, yeah. Eight point six. Is there? Is there? Hold on. There may be a tiny, tiny safety net because. Oh no, 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 no! Don't you even stop! Don't you start thinking about safety nets now? Baker wasn't thinking about safety nets. He was thinking about flatlining. Lillian is being held tethered to the ground. So is there not some way that I can utilize her chains or does? What's his face? Bunsen. What's his name? Bunzel. Bunzel, does he not have another chain that I can hold on to or something just to kind of eke out 12 seconds or something? Bunzel, if you want us out of your house, you're going to have to help us. <laughs> Bunzel, give us a chain, man. He's, he looks exactly like I do right now. He's got his fucking <laughs> hands over his face. Lizunia, give us a chain. Hold on. Lizunia, we These gone. people, he tried to grant it on false pretenses and he kind of tricked them. He's kind of got these three people to help him sort out this problem because he thought someone was attacking them. They've exposed his own operation and now they want to fucking team up and do some kind of afterlife bullshit. Hold on. Let me I've roll. It. Let me roll for Bunzel. One second. I've got another. Because Bunzel has already given me some golden thread. So will that not do the same job as the golden chains? Let me, would you <laughs> let eat me roll. Let no, me I would roll. just tie it around my waist or something. I don't know. Let me fucking roll. Give me a second. <laughs> okay, evidence is not. We end up summoning another rotten ogre. Oh, yeah. See, that's a risk. And I'm going to be dead. Not for long, though. Put you, we'll bring you back up. Okay. We'll just bring you around quicker. We could just cliffhanger this ep- this season and just uh, on me dying. Yeah, because we'd it like there. three weeks to figure this out. <laughs> okay. Bonzel thinks for a minute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. 
<laughs> if you, if I was to, I could, we could wrap the chain around you, the, the thread around you, uh, and if your friends were able to hold on and be strong enough, I mean, those, uh, those pegs, and he kind of gestures the big chunky golden rods which are kind of embedded in the ground, which are uh, pinning the chains down. Like, I I took a lot of brute force to put them in and magically enchanted them to not move as well. It would take a great deal of strength to hold on to you if you were to die. I don't have any other golden pins to hold you down. It would have to be you three who kill your friend. <laughs> uh, it might give you a couple of extra seconds. I don't know. <laughs> that why sounds do like I a guarantee. Why do I suddenly think that Oran Hammerhand is not coming back for season two? <laughs> <laughs> or that we're all going like, to flow up with him into that dimensional plane. Wee! Wee! Although, what, a, what an arc. This would be your, your lost honour restored, surely. What a glorious moment. That's true. That is true. Is, yes, it, is it lost honour restored? Is it? Killing well, yourself in many ways. No, didn't you? Like, if I remember our chats on the road, um, didn't you want to restore? Didn't you take a dive back in one day? In many yeah. ways, in many ways, you're taking a dive today. But this time, it's for the right reason. It, it really is. I don't even know if we've actually gone into the character backstories during a recording, but there is a backstory to Oran that will be on the website or something like that. Yeah, I took a dive. You're right, and I've never lived down that shame. So this is my chance. So now you're going to sacrifice it to get consent from a dead girl who've already had confirmation from her father under the zone of truth that this was her request just for the sake that you can discover whether or not she said yes or no. No. At the point that her father said she did. uh, No. So that, no. I I accept (laughs) that she said yes originally. What my problem is, is... Now, because no one knows what to expect on the other side, I want to make sure that she still is happy with this. What if you can't speak because it's so painful? So all you can manage is like, and then that's all you get for six, (laughs) seven seconds. Well, (laughs) I'm just going to write that down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, you're going to pour in the thing anyway. So just just kill me, give me twelve seconds or however long I've got, then pour in the thing, and I'm going to try and get as much in. Keep her with vial of poison. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. you might have to finish me off. I don't know how. <laughs> and just, gonna... just, just wait for season two when we're going to meet more on slapper hand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if Oran's just... evil brother just written in the next village. <laughs> no. If Oran just offers no defence, could we just? <laughs> Is there half a brick around here? I could just. Quickly... <laughs> okay. What are you guys doing? Make it so. I pull out the poison and I hand it to Oran very slowly. I'll hold. I'll, I'll instruct the invisible to come closer. With, careful, careful with that pillow. Okay. Yes. The invisible comes forward, and I. Pull we just take a step back because we cannot pillow. fall asleep while he's dying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Particularly if another rift opens. 
<laughs> yeah. Finn, you get ready with the potion. Okay. I've got the potion ready. I pour it into a into a celebratory uh, shot glass. Nice. I quickly <laughs> nudge Bunzel. Hey, Bunzel, after we've sorted this out, do you reckon you could put some electric in this glove I've got? <laughs> <laughs> if another guy if another like ogre comes out try and like tie the chain to him or something like that I feel like he wouldn't he would be got a, got a bit of strength but I'm just going to throw bums around guys it's been an absolute pleasure to be on the road with you these last few uh, however Weeks. long we've been on the road <laughs> it's been <laughs> two we've days we've known these guys roughly about a week <laughs> oh. But now I must do this. I uh, I have to know if Lillian is uh, is happy with this setup, and even if it means risking all. And I hope that you know if this is the end, then season two uh, you remember me fondly, and uh, let's do it. Let's see. Let's see what happens. I okay, I doff doff my hat and just say. Sir, to the fish bet. I look around for a brick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what else are you doing? Are you, are you are you using the thread? Are you are you using the golden Be chain? Be specific. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm using <laughs> the gold, specific. I'm I'm using the golden chain. Okay. To try and tether my soul to this mortal coil for seconds longer so that I can speak to Lilith. I am like right outside the um, the, devi- uh, the the perimeter of the device so that when I die I want to like fall. When like um, Scamos like clocks me over the back of the head with this brick I want to fall into it so that I just you know I'm with Lilith straight away. Okay. So just, just for my clarification as well when does Ian need to pound you with a pillow? I mean, anytime. He can just jump I mean, on. Like, if it you, looks could like... all, you could all time this at once. He could neck the potion, get whacked in the face of the pillow and a brick, and let's see if that's enough to knock him out and kill him. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what what are you doing with the golden thread? The golden chain. The golden, uh, there is the, obviously the two big chunky golden chains keeping Lillian there, but you guys have a little bit of this golden thread. Oh, like, okay. Like, um, like the pylon stuff. I mean, I don't really know how her soul is like tethered there. Bunzel, have you got any uh, suggestions on how I can attach this to my soul rather than just my body? Mm, but, uh, maybe similar to my daughter, maybe put it around your wrist. Okay, I tie it around my wrist and I do a really good knot, like mm-hmm. a double knot. Double knot. <laughs> wait, wait, what, what are you tying the other end to is... You're a holding it? Are you tying it to the I, doorknob or the table? Who, leg who's or? got the most strength second? It's me, isn't it? I've got 15 yeah. strength. I mean, it's a perfect. it's a long bit of thread, so I want to like I want you all to hold it if you can, like wrap it around like a sort of um, tug of war team, you know, like get someone on the like, everyone's holding it and it's like wrapped around someone, all three of you. Yeah. Uh, Should we like tangle it, it like? around a lot of us? We'll put it around I my got, tail. Like, a whole spool <laughs> of it. Yeah, I got like okay. A whole wrap spool. it around all of our waist. I'll I'll go nearest. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay, no, so... potion bearer nearest. Actually, yeah, we need oh, yeah. someone pummeling with a brick. This this whole thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Let's I agree. circle him and let's bind ourselves to him. Yeah. 
So yeah. we'll circle <laughs> through all of our belt, all, all of our belt loops. Just like, just like this, within distance, like we've got to keep our head away from the pillar. Carl's got my hand up, ready to give him a potion, and you've got to try and get some leverage to hit him like that. <laughs> do we still think this is? A, do we still think we should do this? If we're yes. like, if the team, yeah, okay, it's right, gone yeah, too right. far now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are. Beyond, we're through the looking glass. We tried yeah. so hard. We got so far, but in the end, it doesn't even matter. Let's go. Truer words were never spoken. Okay, <laughs> and then when I when I drop, E Invisible's going to jump jump on me. I'm going to uh, just because all this is going to happen at once. My intention. We've let's say we've already I've already tied a double knot around my wrist. Let's mm -hmm. say you guys have already got the whip around you. I am going to munch down on this kipper, wash it, shoot it down with uh, the poison chalice thing. Then I'm going to get pillowed. <laughs> in the face and maybe someone's thrown a brick at me as well I'm not sure yeah. Uh, just, like, yeah, I can either brick him or if we didn't need the head trauma I can just hold his nose and cover his mouth yeah I I, I have worries about this pillow <laughs> yeah let's let's not accidentally all fall asleep Ian back to the top of the stairs okay, okay this, no pillow hit this floating no, pillow no anesthetic you're gonna feel every second of this <laughs> yeah, so what we're going to want is because we want to fight his natural instinct to struggle if someone's suffocating him, mm -hmm. let's take the poison that will take the edge off it and um, then I'll bash you with a brick and then hold your nose Okay, Oh, hang thank on, you hang You're a true on. friend we've got, we've got one extra item <laughs> We've got a dragon fire which I've got listed as half drunk but it is incredibly high in alcohol You could maybe neck that first Oh, but then my soul, my spirit might be drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, dungeon Master, do ghosts I get drunk? <laughs> do ghosts get drunk? my spirit drunk? <laughs> you, you can't have... Drunk, you, you've got literally eight seconds to ask this ghost girl if she gave informed consent about yeah. this. Um... Okay, so that's a, good, that's a good point before we go through this, because I think this is all going to happen quite quickly. You think? Let's let's get the let's get our heads together right now. What is the best way? Because she's going to be shocked to see me. I expect. What yeah. is the quickest way for me to ask this question? Let's have a thick. Let's get a script okay. together. Okay. How about? I've only got six seconds. Please hurry up. I need to know the answer. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. See, that doesn't work for me. No. No. Just. I mean. Gosh. Do we just say? <laughs> Just appearing. Does it hurt? <laughs> yeah, just like literally say, "Are you still good with this? Is this all still good? Is this still all still cool?" Um, you know, that gets to the, to the point pretty quickly. But are you still good? I think that sums it up, doesn't it? Are you still good? Because you'll know if it hurts. you'll be in that state. Say that again. You'll also know if it hurts because you'll be in that state. That's true. I'll get to experience it. You're right. Okay. You're dying, you're going into the ethereal plane, hopefully. You're going to get the attention of this girl. I'm so Ask her, UK, and that's it. <laughs> like, Lilith think... Bunzel. The, Bunzel is his first name, or is he like a Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> he is Professor Bunzel. Bunzel is his last name. Okay, so Lilith Bunzel. Lilin. Are you okay? Are you in pain? Lilith. Yeah, Lillen let's Bunzel. get that right before we like interrupt her slumber. Lillian, <laughs> she'll be like, "Oh, sorry, no, I'm I'm Lillian, not Lillian." Oh, sorry, my mistake. <laughs> back to Lillian. Wrong I'm person, and then you go back. <laughs> <laughs> Wake back up. Oh, it's the wrong person. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, arguably, you could do this whole thing more than once if it works. That's true. <laughs> yeah, once every six months we could we should check in. I mean, yeah, are yeah. we being selfish and asking Bunzel if he wants to talk to his daughter? <laughs> well, let's just kill Bunzel. Let's kill Bunzel. Look at him. Look at him holding the brick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm literally just saying, Lillian, are you okay? No, no, maybe, uh, maybe what like, what, what about like, agree. are you still fine with being used this way? <laughs> On a scale of okay. one to ten, how would yes. you rate your face? <laughs> Are happy you... face or unhappy face? <laughs> Give me an emoji. Show us on this belly. doll where it hurts. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Just appear. Right. Thumbs up, thumbs down. This. <laughs> we've, we've completely lost the plot. Right. Oh, you guys are doing this, yeah? Yeah. I'm okay. just going to ask her if she's okay. That's the only thing I'm confident will fit into the time. Lillian, are you okay? So you're you're eating some kipper, you're drinking some poison, and if that's not enough, you're getting a whack around the back of the head. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you need me to roll for finding bricks? <laughs> uh, no, I think there was a couple of spare bricks on your uh, your dossier when you went to old Jeb. Yeah. Yeah, I've got a I've got a nice one, a nice red clay. It's um, firm construction, <laughs> nice sharp corner. Okay, Oran, you eat some of this kipper. <laughs> It is fucking disgusting. <laughs> this has also been dropped in the sewers, don't forget. Covered in probably blood from the weird fox knoll-like creatures in the sewers. And it's been rattling around in your bag, collecting bits of hair and dust on it. Uh, you take a bit and it is vile. You're immediately almost retching. You manage to kind of keep it down and neck this potion. Can you make a constitution saving throw for me? However, because you've just eaten a disgusting kipper, this is going to be with a disadvantage. Roll twice and take the lower number. In many ways, you've given yourself an advantage for what we want to do. Yes. <laughs> By disadvantaging yourself, you've given yourself the advantage of trying to die. You're like, yes, one. <laughs> the Critical one. fail. The first one was two plus five. Okay. Seventeen. So so seven is my constitution. Seven. The disadvantage. You, uh, the effects of this poison are very instant and rapid, and you take 14 points of poison damage. Is that enough to kill you? No. No, okay. You are coughing and spluttering, and you kind of... <coughs> and you kind of turn and look at your friends like... <coughs> it's working! Right, so I will... This was a I'm terrible standing, idea. I'm, I'm standing behind him, I take it, so this is a sneak attack. He hasn't had an attack in combat, so that'll be a, an assassinate with a brick. Okay, so... Uh, roll just straight up strength or dexterity, whatever, whatever you I'll, use to mainly attack. I'll take dex, I'm... Okay. All right, so, oh shit! Natural twenty. <laughs> oh, okay. So, and then I have plus, and then I have plus two on dexterity. Okay, so natural twenty twenty two. Uh, normal, uh, just straight up punches. Unless you're like a monk and stuff, just do one point of damage, which is doubled. So two points of additional damage as you huck this brick at him. Uh, stuff like improvised weapons if you're doing like ta uh, tavern brawls and stuff like chairs and tables usually just do one point of damage however it is a sneak attack and with the critical hit 
That's 4d6 instead of 2d6. So we've got 2 as standard, and then we're going to have 4d6 of damage. So uh, 6, 5, another 6. Holy shit. You've already already killed him. You've already killed him. 19, an additional 21 points of damage as this. You just. Brick. This fucking brick. I'm imagining like the Hulk from the Avengers holding a brick, just like, yeah. absolutely smashing it. Just orange, just face first. Bye. Okay, you crack him over the head with this brick, and you hear this horrible, sickening crunch as you whack the back of his skull, and he goes down. Strain him, him over. You're gonna need his mouth yeah. accessible. Yeah, I'm dead. You're counting like one one thousand. <laughs> As soon as he goes down, the golden thread which was round his wrist slips off and is almost like a fucking kite now, and everyone holds on for fucking dear life. Uh, everybody else roll a strength for me. Because, like Mary Poppins, this kite is very strong in a fireway. Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh. Don't see that. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Fifteen. I have a minus one on strength. I believe so. Fourteen. <laughs> yes. We really didn't pick the right person to do this, did we? Didn't have a chance, mate. <laughs> and thirteen and Scamos. Um, I also have a thirteen because I rolled fourteen, but I have minus one on strength. Excellent. You all like tug of war. You guys all slip a little bit, but you manage to bed your heels into like the grooves of the stone cobble floor, and like. It's this golden thread goes up and is like almost side by side with Lillian, and it's tall, and you are holding on for dear life. It's almost like how are we supposed to put the potion in his mouth? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. got to figure that out. Okay, do you want to yeah, describe what it's like? Okay, yeah, this is not my countdown timer. Yeah. Right, okay. You are almost. It's weird. It's like you're hanging from your wrist, but you're at a sideways angle. So, like, you're kind of like someone getting dragged along if they've fallen off the, like, <laughs> if they're water skiing and they've dropped their skis, but they're still holding onto the rope. It looks a bit like that. Everything has a weird kind of greenish purplish hue to it. It's kind of like a weird kaleidoscopiness like there's weird purples and green hues all kind of swishing and swirling around you uh everything else seems to be going quite slowly you can see everyone's heaving backwards and digging their heels in your three friends as they kind of wrench back to try and keep this thread tethered to your arm but it's all going quite slow motion you kind of look back at them and you kind of look turn your head and you can see lillan very similar to like she already looked, this weird ethereal thing, a bit more solidness to her now as you have slipped into the ethereal plane with her. She is just, she's looking up. She doesn't even know you're there right now. And you can just hear her. She's like, oh, so close. I'm nearly oh. there. Lelin, Lelin. Mum? Oh, God. And she kind of looks and like the, you guys see it. Lelin the spirit in the real world as you guys are all grabbing on for dear life the Lillian spirit in the real world turns and looks to where this magical tether golden thread kite is back in the ethereal plane she kind of turns and looks at you oh hello 
Lillian, do you want to stay here or do you want to go up there? Are you okay? There's two questions. There's too many questions. Shit. I panicked. <laughs> we, pa- we practiced this. <laughs> uh, roll a death save for me. Oh, this is a d20, right? This is a d20. Ten or lower. And that Fourteen. Is a- Fourteen. One success, so you're okay. She kind of looks at you. Very calm. Very relaxed. Very docile. Kind of looks at you, just perplexed a little bit. Kind of looks up again. Kind of looks back at you. It does look nice. But I... I promised I'd help Dad. Uh, this, you guys, back in the real world, you're like, three one thousand, like, four one thousand, like, should we do it now? Should we do it now? We definitely need to do this now. We need to work out how we're going to get a fucking... Oh, cause well, is he still on the floor? But his hmm? thing... So he's yeah. fine. His body is on the we're floor. Okay, yeah, we're there. Oran's body is on the floor, however... The golden thread slipped off of his wrist, mm-hmm. and it is like a fucking kite up in the sky. Yeah. Can I still Finn, speak to Lillian while they're doing that? No, I guess not. Uh, yeah. For, for argument's sake, uh, you have had your go. You've managed to chat to Lillian. You've done a okay. death save. It's everyone else's go. What are they doing? Finn, get near his mouth. I mean, I'm obviously pouring this uh, these potions down his throat as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's about so it, I think. You, you, Kate. So you let go of the thread. Uh, yes, I guess. <laughs> one hand, you can uncork a potion with a thumb, right? Take the one DT. Hold on, you didn't uncork it before I went. Well, in. no, Fuck. I, I put it, it into a celebratory uh, shot glass already. So I'm already holding that with one hand, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, if I'm at the front, I hopefully can just reach over. Let's have Uruprax and Scamos do another strength check as one of the party members is letting go of this magical kite. Nine. I got a 12, but I want to use my inspiration to reroll. Yes, you can do that. Does it have to be this final number or can it be either? You can choose either of those. You can choose either of the outcomes. I'll stick with my first. 12. You guys. You guys slip a little bit, and again, but you're still holding on for dear life. Oran, as she kind of literally says, like, I promise I'd help Dad, you kind of whoop, go up a little bit. Just as you can. Is but... this my turn again? <laughs> uh, nope, this is all no. just happening and instantly. Okay. Uh, uh, Finn, you are rushing over and you're putting him in there, putting the potion in his mouth. Okay, which one were you going for? The Mad Mage? No. So we've got we've we've got four minor potions and we've got three mad mages left. So I assumed we were going to go for the mad mage because I think that was better. But if a minor potion was better, we probably would have gone. We slightly alike. We just need uh, to not die. You're with um. Oh my god! What is her name? Oh my god! It's all coming full circle. It's worked. I did it. I'm a dungeon master. <laughs> Uh, with your time that you spent with Wiggins Silver Eyes learning how to make potions with Vita Root back in Russellton, uh, and your drinking of a mad mage, you reckon a mad mage uh, doesn't heal you as much. You reckon a normal standard potion of healing does better. 
then the Mad Mage Mocha, because the Mad Mage Mocha gives you other benefits, such as spells back. Can you only give somebody one potion at a time? Uh, in this split, kind of three seconds on your what is your turn in kind of Dungeons and Dragons, and this instant three seconds that you've probably got left while you think that Oran is still able to come back to this real world, you reckon you could get one potion in him, yes. Okay, so yeah, I'd have already poured the one potion into the shot glass. I sort of go, cheers, Oran, and I pour it into his mouth. Alrighty. Uh, a normal healing potion, yeah? I think, so all we had was a minor... Oh, but it's not the Mad Mage Mocha, basically, is what I'm no, saying. No, yeah, the potion, cool. that's right. Alrighty. Uh, seven points of health uh, healing back you get, Oran. Oh, lovely. As soon as this potion touches his lips, all the tautness of the um, thread and the magical tether kite instantly just thump, just flops onto the ground. Oran is there, <gasps> kind of comes back with a start. <laughs> I move out of the way from his vapid breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like maybe threw up. Uh, first, <laughs> yeah, bits um, of kipper and poison. Throw it, come back out, uh, guys. Oh, it worked. It, I spoke to her. I did speak to her. I mean, obviously, you have no idea what you said, what she said, because how could you? So let me no. recount it now. <laughs> but she said it like I asked her. I panicked. I asked her two questions. I probably confused the poor girl. But she said that it looked nice. She was. Uh, she wanted to go up uh, to be with her with her mum. I guess I think that's what she said. So she was looking up into the heavens. She said that it looked nice, but that she did tell her father that she would help. And before I got to ask any follow up questions, I was pulled back. So thank you for that. Thank you for not letting me die. But this is inconclusive, isn't it? Is it? What do we think Erratic about that? It is a little bit. You didn't tell us, Bunzel, that your daughter was a bloody politician what a straight answer <laughs> and now I've spiraled uh, into existential Bunzel, crisis Bunzel is making a beeline over to to, to Oran it's like well, what did she say she said when I came when I uh, first saw her she didn't notice me and she was looking up to the heavens and I guess she was looking at your wife she was talking about her her mum and how nice it looked up there with your wife with her mom but she went on to say that she told you that she would help you so she obviously feels indebted she's made a promise to you and she feels that she wants to uh, to withhold it but in my opinion she would rather be what are you making opinions for I'm just saying <laughs> my opinion <laughs> no <laughs> This guy saw the right. Life. Kill He's me. I'm going up. I'm going to talk. <laughs> I'm ready to break. <laughs> Old painless. <laughs> I start tying the rope around my wrist. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Bunzel. How do you feel about that? Okay, discounting my opinion entirely. I was kind of woozy. I'd just been hit in the head with a brick. However, it's like a gash in the back of your skull. Everything, yeah, everything I said before that. Everything I said before my opinion was correct. She was looking up to your old messes. She said how nice it looked. But she's doing this for you. 
he kind of looks at you guys. Uh, see, I, I, I've been completely honest. She, she agreed. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wish I could get a chance to speak to her again, but I think oh. I would be in the same position. I think it would look very nice, the 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 world beyond this one. But, but yeah, she, 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 she agreed. She agreed. Kind of I points want, to all of you like. Let's See go. Again, ben? I want to destroy the machine. Oh, what a turnaround! What a twist in the tale. Finn wants to destroy the machine now. I was always, I, I was always borderline. I'm, I'm with him. I don't like Bunzel. I've decided. I, I, would, I feel I like Finn is probably going to be the only one with magical powers capable of doing it. So I'm going to get Ian Visible to slap him in the face with a pillow. <laughs> but the radius will drag him out of the goddamn house. No, we, no, the agreement was that we vote at the end. Yes. I vote destroy. I also vote destroy. No. No. <laughs> this I'm is in such a difficult a situation. It's all come down <laughs> to scammer. Oh, what a great finale to this. So what we've learned is after killing Oren and bringing him back and speaking to a dead girl, we're still no further on than we were at the beginning of this fucking episode two hours ago. <laughs> no, we're we're so much further on because like we've had a total change and reversal in Finn's entire opinion. Or, or maybe not, he was withering, but that's a major story beat. She's fine. The city's fine. Who are we to make the decision on behalf of all of these people Bunsel's bored of us. I've got an invisible man holding a pillow. You've got a gash in the back of your head and you've seen the nether. I just <laughs> go and sit down and have a coffee and a cake and just say, job well done, we found Bunzel. Logically, this energy supply cannot last forever. Whether Not, it be tomorrow magic. or in 100 years, it's going to fail, it's going to get discovered, something's going to happen. She might as well go to the heavens now. <laughs> what? This is big. This is huge. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was just there, just kind of. This is going to be a problem. Concentrating, thinking. Let's let's not pressure uh, Scamos right now. But let's say Scamos says no, then it's two a sight. It's two a piece. What do we do in that situation? We roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> Bunzel's there. Did I get a vote? Um, yeah, yeah, get Bunzel a uh, vote. Bunzel, Bunzel has has made his made his point. He he wants to keep the machine going, and he has no intention of turning it off. He is a very clever and brilliant, but just a man, and it's not like he's going to be like, "Oh, I'm going to fight you." If you kind of thing, he can't. He obviously can't stop you guys if you use force and stuff and pin him down or. Just push away past him. He's just a man. He can't really stop you guys. That's why I stand here debating what's going to happen. The world above is turning. People are living their lives. There's a city of hundreds of people enjoying the fruits of this labor. We promise power to other cities, to other towns, to enrich their lives and to bring us into the next generation of what the future holds. And you, with one little swift blow of the candle, want to just snuff it all out and deprive hundreds of people of benefits. These benefits will not last, and it's going to be not if you extinguish them. It's going to be a harder break in fifty years or a hundred years, <laughs> and it will be 
I today. feel like I'm who's... pacing around while the guys are talking about this, just pacing <laughs> yes. up and down thinking. Who's to say Bundles are not already already not thinking of the next person he's gonna knock up so we can have another kid that he can kill and then put their soul up to power the city? Wow. The structure's there, they just need the power source. If I mean, Bunzel I would... has a vote, it's two two, which means Scamos would have the deciding vote if we want. Ian to. gets the vote. Ian. Um, <laughs> so I'm pacing around. We're all talking about this. I imagine it's getting quite heated. Um, I'll give you some internal monologue. I'm I'm running. I'm walking around here. I'm not voicing this, but I'm looking at my gauntlet, thinking if I could get like an electric punch here. What an amazing time! And then in my other hand. I'm looking at the brick. Simple construction. All, you know, this is what we already have of the world. This is what we could have on the other hand. And then I look up quietly as I pause, pacing around, and I think to myself, nah, easy come, easy go. I knock out Bunzel with the brick. So I'm standing behind him right now. And then I look at you boys and say, burn this fucker down. <laughs> well... Shit. I'm going to go up and sit on the roof. <laughs> He's escaping, that's it. I'm not watching this if this is happening. And I'm also... Yeah, I say I say to you two, I say to Oren and Finn with your destructive power, take, uh, dismantle this. I will drag... Do you want me to roll for knocking Bunzel out or bearing in mind they're surprised until I get him? <sighs> I'm just uh, realising that, like, Lewis probably planned a whole season two around, like, an electric city or something <laughs> and we were just about to destroy it. <laughs> Uh, no, I'll, I'll let you have that. You clock Bunzel around the back of the head. He was too busy kind of looking up at Lillen and kind of engrossed in the fact that for you guys and your sheer tenacity and just thinking outside the box, he could probably find a way to talk to her and he was already contemplating and starting to consider the fact that he might be able to get a chance to talk to her if he built like a second device. Uh, and then you just clobber him round the back and just... <laughs> falls to the ground, knocked out. Yeah, not dead, non-lethal. And um, okay, no, I'm gonna. He's he's knocked out. What do you what do you do? Um, I'm I'm gonna tell these boys to burn it down. Um, Urapax has gone to the roof. I'm gonna carry Bundle upstairs no, and extract my goddamn expenses. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to as he does this command the invisible to come in and try and activate the pillow on all of us. <laughs> no, <laughs> it won't work on Finn. He's right, held. right. Before, before, before Ian gets anywhere, I look, I look at Eurprax really seriously. I go, "I'm sorry, Eurprax. It had to be that way. It has, to, has to be this way." And I fire a scorching ray straight at the device. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, right. Let me have a, let me have a quick look. <laughs> let me have a quick look. Uh, this might be a. I've got a professor in my shoulder, like, huh? <laughs> I'm just still vomiting up the kipper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's. You're. It is. You're just aiming at the kind of the device <laughs> itself. So you don't have to roll um, to hit. Uh, all three of these rays will hit, but let's see if the rays do enough damage to break the machine. So in total, that is a six d six. Oh. Wow. So if all three of the rays hit and they're 2d6 each, 66 to see if you can do enough damage to break this machine. Six. Two. Three. Six. How many is that? Is that four? 
That is, is four. Two. Two. Okay. Ten. Twenty. I count that as 25. 6, 8, 11, 17, 19. Do I get an attack bonus of plus 5 on that? Uh, no, no, no. That would to see if you hit, but we're already negating the fact that you. Oh, hit. yes, I see. Okay. 6, 8, and then uh, so you did a 3, which would be 11, and then a 17, and then a 19. Horror characters destroyed. I've seen these flames. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is 21 points of damage. That's got to be enough. I mean, I, I can fire stuff at it. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Let me just consult my. Yep, 21 points of damage. Uh, that's not enough. <laughs> These magical golden chains and pinions, uh, these big golden pinions in the ground, you're just hucking fireballs at it and it's just exploding. The weird Formal Alchemist transmutation circle, which is like this etched chalk line, this intricate chalk kind of symbol on the ground, is being scorched and uh, destroyed. However, it's still not enough. This one attack isn't doing it. One of the chains is kind of a little bit slack and loose and Lilin has kind of cracked to the side a little bit. <laughs> The invisible place. Is there an order? <laughs> is there an order to how we can attack this, or can that we? That is a point. Free. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you rolling initiative against ourselves? Now? <laughs> uh, for argument's sake, because everyone was uh, everyone was saying stuff at the same time, let's do e invisible next. Uh, so e invisible. <laughs> <laughs> the pillow, Are you actually going to knock us out? <laughs> He's I gone round. We voted. We didn't. Scamos <laughs> smacked Bunza with a brick. <laughs> that, was, that was the deciding vote. <laughs> the pillow saunters over, and I guess Invisible just throws it on the ground to activate it, <laughs> and just whoosh, just AOE sleep spell oh comes whooshing out of it. Oh my god! Right, okay, sleep spell. Here we go. <laughs> I can literally see the scene in my mind, like us all fall into the ground, this machine just about still working, but this ghost is probably like on fire, like, ah! <laughs> five, five, eight. Oh, wow, okay, 20, okay. Not super, oh, no, actually not bad, not bad rolls, not bad rolls. Okay. Um, where did you? <laughs> we all go to sleep. By the way, that's the end of the scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was all a dream. So I was dragging Bunzel up the stairs, or was moving to. I'm not sure how far I got before this kicked off. Uh, Bunzel, Bunzel was quite close to the device because he was looking longingly at Lillen. Uh, so you're quite close to the device as well. Uh, Finn is quite far away from the device because obviously he threw fire at it so he's not too close to it however uh, Finn being yep Finn being elven is not affected by this sleep so let's start with Scamos because he knocked out I'm right by it yeah how many hit points do you currently have 
Um, I'm currently on. I didn't take any damage in that fight, did I? No. Uh, not that I'm aware of, no. No, in that case, from the previous fight upstairs, I still have 19. You have 19. You fall asleep. Oh. <laughs> Is it a restorative kind of... sleep? Will I get that rest, or does it depend how long ago? What kind of uh, magic is this like magic damage is it poison damage what kind of damage is it that the pillow does is it is it damage at all what threat count is a pillow <laughs> yeah, in, to make you guys instantly fall asleep it is very high uh, it doesn't do any particular type of damage it's just the the sleep spell and this is how it works okay so you had sorry 19 did you say 19 yeah okay oh i've got 5 hit points remaining <laughs> How many have you got, Oran? Is this going to hurt me? Because I've only got seven, seven right now, right? It, when it, when it, we brought him back, it affects everyone. And if I've still, it, I start subtracting from the first. If I've still got points after they fall asleep, I start Bit subtracting. Getting potions ready. Yeah. Uh, Oran, how many you killed me? Uh, seven. <laughs> Twice. Steph, you let out a big yawn, and you are down to two. Oh, because I only had five points left on my sleep spell. Jeez, that's dangerous, dangerous so, stuff, Uraprax. So, so the pi- the pillow damaged Oran. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. If the pillow doesn't get you to zero, does it still affect you? Uh, does that mean that... the creature with the? Oh, I apologise. Start with the creature with the lowest current hit points. <laughs> so, oh, so, do we I undo have... what I did? Yep. <laughs> So, like Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, I would... I am... Invisible throws this pillow down. I believe Oran has the lowest hit points. Seven. With seven. You fall asleep. Okay, but am I dead? Or am I just asleep? No, you are just asleep. Okay. But with the seven health points still. When you wake up, you'll be on seven. Uh, The lowest hit points. Each creature affected by this falls... Affected by the sleep spell, and falls unconscious until the sleep spell ends. The sleeper takes the sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Uh, subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving on to the creature with the next hit points. Uh, no, so you you are still at seven hit points. You are just asleep. Okay, right, got you. Scamos, how many do you have? Nineteen. Actually, no. Sorry, who's got the lowest? I've got 18. I've got 10, but I don't think it affects me. You've got 10, but it doesn't affect you because you're elderly. So you, and how many have you got, sorry? 18. Uh, I've only got 17 points left, so you do not fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) It's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Or fall asleep. Probably for the best. I've had quite a day. (laughs) Right. uh, So, um... Oh my god. Okay, so. I am next Scamos, if I'm not asleep. Scamos uses action. Let's say it all began with Scamos throwing the brick. <coughs> then Finn went. <laughs> then. Um, Uraprax. Uraprax used his action to command the Invisible. Invisible. <laughs> the big sleep. Or I'm full asleep. So now we're back up to Scamos. It's your, your go to do something. Right. So I am making my way upstairs to sort out my expenses. I'm dragging Bunzel. <laughs> I'm dragging Bunzel by the ankle up the stairs. If I've got enough strength, I'll grab 
Oran's collar with my other hand and I'll pull them up the stairs because we're going uh, to sort out <laughs> our costs. You start to... <laughs> you start to drag Oran and Bunzel out of the basement. You don't... You get, yep. With dragging two people, you probably only get to the bottom of the stairs. You don't actually make yep. it up there. Uh, so, Scamars, Finn, it is your go again. Just you two arguing over the show. So, <laughs> I look at Uraprax like, What the fuck, man? <laughs> and then I immediately whip out the chromatic orb straight at the device. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Launch the chromatic orb straight at the device. Yeah. Um, so, roll 20, is it to hit or. Uh, again, much like the Scorching Rays, it's not a moving target or something that's difficult to hear. You are literally just throwing it at this, at the ground, at the device, at the chain. So, 3d8, I believe it says here. Yeah. 8. 8. 3. Yeah. 8. <laughs> 8 again for the final. <laughs> again, Jesus. Uh, with that initial... Uh, 21 points of damage and now with that 19 that you've just done you huck it at the bottom of this device one of the pins that's keeping one of the chains bound snaps and comes loose you look up as this spectral figure manages to kind of slip out of the chains as they kind of just disintegrate and become just almost like stardust these chains just melt away and she just goes up this weird energy like thrum and low humming that has been just constantly in your ears ever since you've got to this town suddenly goes quiet this basement goes pitch black there was no power source down here or no light source down here and the power wasn't connected to anything it was creating this beautiful purple uh, hue which was lighting up the room, but now it's gone. Everything goes dark. And some people have dark vision. Oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I I want to quickly just kneel on the floor, feel for Orin. I want to just take two gold pieces out of his pocket and put them in okay. my pocket. Good priority. Uh, you I, kind of... He, He's by the stairs, I'm dragging you. you. I, I from, like that. Velma from Scooby-Doo, you kind of <laughs> go across the floor, feel a body. Uh, that kind of feels... Oh, actually, no, you don't know where he is because... Um, <laughs> I'm dragging him. dragging him. <laughs> and I you want that two gold from you. <laughs> I want to re-gift it to you while you're asleep. <laughs> you start feeling your way over to the sounds of grunting as you can hear Scammer starting to drag two bodies up the stairs. Jesus, scammers. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, with the device has been destroyed and you guys are kind of out of this combat. What are you guys doing? Well, I'm still sleeping. Uh, yep, yeah, Oran, is, you can, can slap Ooh. her about and wake her oh, up. Yeah, yeah. I'll like, you know, give her a bit of a kick as we... Come on, drag yourself up the stairs or help me with Bunzel. Oran. <laughs> You like you wake up again. You're like, oh, I went back to the ethereal. Oh no, <laughs> it was all a dream. <laughs> it was all a dream. You open your eyes, and everything is like a dull black and white. Like your dim, your dark vision is uh, currently working. Uh, 
it looks like whatever happened while you're asleep they destroyed the device you can kind of see a little bit of the kind of weird etching that was on the ground that's been scorched and burnt now the chain has completely disintegrated and kind of turned to the spectral dust uh, uh what do you do do you, do you get up do you go up the stairs I mean, I've got a splitting headache. Yeah, like, you yeah. can see Urprax <laughs> is like velmering right now on the ground, <laughs> trying to find uh, you guys. I get up, I check my pockets, make sure I've still got all the gold that I thought uh, I had. He hasn't taken any of your gold yet. Uh, no, you find and then, yeah, let's get uh, Bunzel up the stairs. Let's get these expenses because we've earned it. I mean, I fucking died for this, so mm -hmm. let's do it. I'll help Scam uh, Scamos. Maybe we should. Do you reckon we should put him to bed? I think we need to put all of us. Oh, hang on! The, 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 the stairs upstairs are all greasy. I don't want to fall and hurt ourselves. We'll rest him at the kitchen <laughs> table. <laughs> we'll, set, we'll set the kitchen table right, and then we'll we'll just prop him up in the living room or something for now on the sofa that didn't get burned in the fire. Alrighty. So you uh, takes a bit of effort because he is completely out cold. Uh, you kind of have to two man it. Uh, you get Bunzel up onto one of the slightly scorched sofas. Uh, again, uh, there's thank you cards and bouquets of flowers and gifts, a couple of coin purses here and there. Um, but yeah, this, so. it is dark. This happened late at night, like wee hours of the morning. Uh, everything, very strange, like being in the countryside, no light sources anywhere just realized that there's going to be a mob descending on this house soon so we maybe don't want to hang around but um yeah, yeah. so um I begrudge trundle up the stairs behind yeah you. can we are you following the sound of our voices out of the dark <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll get upstairs we'll put bunzel on the sofa Mm -hmm. um, there is a fire going in the fireplace, so there is a, we have a bit of light. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in that case, then, shall one of us just quickly get our expenses back? Let's not rob him. Let's just get our expenses back plus thirty percent betrayal tax. Um, and and then, do we leave him a note for well, when we he wakes up? Him a, we can just give him a healing potion, right? Is he is he, he's out because we because. He's not dying. He's just unconscious until he wakes up, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been knocked unconscious. How do you? Can I just? Throw, can we just throw water over him, or like, how do we? I don't want any fuss. I think maybe we leave him a note and then we just leave on the quiet. I vote let's leave him. Did anyone actually what say? To this party? Did anyone? <laughs> Did we ever actually say our real names to him? Maybe we could just say, <laughs> Dear Bunzel, we're sorry, but you've gone mad with grief. Um, <laughs> love, um, I'm sure you'll understand, but if you have a problem, do come and ask for me in Russelton. Love, John the Fighter. <laughs> uh, no, I'm pretty sure you guys all use your normal names as well as your alias Dothamir Screwitz as well. Screw it, of course. So you've got to burn that alias now. Can't use that. We're all oh, going to have no. to assume new names. I'll be on Builders <laughs> from Hell. At, at, least we had the <laughs> at least we had the foresight to unshoe every other horse so no one can chase us. Like, once we get our horses. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't so know. It feels like a little bit anticlimactic if we just literally abandon him on the sofa. But maybe that's what we have to do. I'm not sure. If that's what you guys are doing. He's unconscious. We could 
take him with us. Otherwise, he's going to go down for that murder in the basement. <laughs> oh, that's that's an idea. Kidnapping. Hmm. I mean, Uraprax, what do you think? I think that this is not what I, as a dragonborn <laughs> bard trying to reclaim his victory, signed up for. I was in it for the guts. I was in it for the glory. But in healing that woman's soul, you broke the heart of this party. <laughs> I, I'm going to go out that door. I'm going to go find the oaks. I'm going to turn my back on the lot of you. You guys have wanna, fun killing bugs and doing whatever you wanna, doing. You I don't want to go and you don't want to go and find the spirit of music. Nope, I'll find that myself. Thank you. Oh, don't say that, Uraprax. I think we're. This is just a little a road bump. A road bump. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> does he call, doesn't he? Don't you feel that? Don't you feel a little bit? Don't you feel a little bit relieved though? A lot of responsibility. No, because now there's no power for this entire town, which means that everyone's going to wake up and be like, "What the hell?" And it's all going to go into savagery anyway. The real hey. power, the real power, was the friends we made along the way. That's true. Bricked. <laughs> okay, how how about this? I look at the fire, and I notice it's still running because that doesn't require electricity. I think <laughs> all is all is right in the world, and I yeah. pull out my bag, the half bottle of dragon fire which is very high in alcohol i pull out the rest of the uh lemon zingers and mad, <laughs> mad mage mochas and i look at Oraprax and i say come on let's let's sit down here let's just drink let's this, have a, eat this should we have a, should we have a toast with, should we have a toast with the fireball and agree to disagree yes exactly right i walk off into the dark to go and find the <laughs> <laughs> okay what a cliffhanger you walk off and leave the party. Okay, uh, so Oropax is gone. I don't want Bunzel to go down for murder. <sighs> Do we think that's what's going to happen? Oh, one of the leave. one of the mercs. Oh, um, before I go, I throw two corpses behind me. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking keep your bet, yeah. You... <laughs> Thanks. I shout after him. <laughs> Uh, Uraprax, you start going. Like, where are you heading towards? Like the Vegas Strip. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna okay. find the oaks. You head towards it, trying to find my the oak. With my head thing and scarf. Mm-hmm. Scarf. Yeah. As you uh, as you start trudging, like, begrudgingly, like, well, fucking, we voted and we didn't agree to fucking kill this guy and turn it off and stuff. You start trudging towards the Vegas Strip. You do notice ever so often, or every couple of houses or so. A little kind of dull glow of a candle. People opening their doors and kind of looking around like, like what's going on? Kind of thing. Every so often, every couple of houses or so, a couple of people in this town are night owls and were still up while this power supply was running and noticed it coming off. Uh, everyone else, you're just kind of chatting and figuring out what to do and counting coins and stuff. Yeah. We'll just have a rough count. Let's just grab what we're going to do. Maybe we'll... Okay, yeah, you just, you're just you grabbing some of his, like, thank you for helping me bundle coin purses that have been, <laughs> been gifted. Kind of looking at them. Not those specifically. I, think not think those I feel like we're robbing him now. Definitely <laughs> not taking those ones. I mean, you don't know where he actually keeps his actual gold. All you can see are the thank you gifts and donations he's received. 
Yeah, maybe we don't take the expenses. Uh, yeah, no, we're not that desperate. We've got we've got quite a few thousand. He already gave us like a thousand gold or something, didn't he? We already got a lot of gold, I think. Didn't we've we? got. Yeah, on, we got on. a fair. We got we got a fair amount. We have got all those potions. Fine, that we can still use another time. Fine. Five, five, four, nine, five gold in the bag, and then we've got. He pro he promised us one thousand one hundred seventy-two gold plus a further ninety-six gold in expenses. But uh, he's already gifted you the four thousand, which uh, Darth yes. at Gumbert was originally told in Russelton. You've already got that four thousand. Okay. Yeah, so our, our total is over five thousand. So we don't, we don't, we're not that desperate for the, for the rest of it. Okay. Um, I don't know, guys. This is this is how we're, this is how we're bowing out of uh, season one. So how do we want to? Do we do we just ride up into the darkness as well, carrying an unconscious bunzel? or I think. Oh, I realised, guys, what we might want to do is we might want to lay low. And I've just thought back to my history from being on the run because of my background as a charlatan, and I know mm -hmm. thieves can't. I understand, DM, that I might have knowledge of where a person on the land might be able to find a safe house or a lowly place we could hide out as part of my background. Maybe we, uh... maybe I could take us off to find us somewhere to bunker down, and I think we take Bunzel with us. <laughs> Uh, with your kind of background in that and stuff, uh, you could go, I could say you could go to a town, go to a rough looking bar, have a little look around, see if you can find like a person who may or may not be in the kind of same kind of dodgy hush hush profession that you are in. Maybe try and talk to them a little bit of thieves can't and see if they kind of respond back and then get information. But it's not like I've been to this town, I know the safe house is there, I've been to this town, I know the safe house is there. Right. I think running somewhere and finding somewhere we can lay low for a while might be an idea. Okay. What do you think, guys? Do you agree? Yeah, I, I think so. I think okay. this is gonna get nasty um, in this city now. What's our, what's our vote on taking Bunzel with us? I say uh, leave Bunzel. While you guys are discussing that and voting whether or not to take Bunzel with you, Uraprax, you are starting to wake your way to the Vegas Strip. As you are walking towards it, there are people walking towards <laughs> you. Some strange fucking people are still out at the crack of dawn. One of them's half drunk, and he's like, What gives? It's fucking all switched off. I think he lives that way. Yeah, come on, we'll go talk to him. He must, he must be up. And the other guy, slightly drunk and like, Yeah! What am I supposed to do? Flush my own toilet like a fucking Neanderthal? Come <laughs> on! He'll, he'll turn it. just ask him to turn it back on. You're getting closer and closer to the Vegas Strip now, and it's getting more and more like the retail shops. Uh, still should be alive and thumping and alive and kicking. Uh, there are barmen outside the like Electric Dragon. Uh, kind of the big dr draconic uh, barman who runs the electric dragon has got his kind of opened his front door and got his head out is like calls out to shady sally on the other side of the thing like sally what's going on have you got no power either she's like yes it's just it's completely all switched off it's so bizarre <laughs> i uh i reach into my my backpack i take off i take a note piece of it piece of parchment quill i write down they're coming 
run. I hand the note to Ian Invisible and send him on his way. Okay, I don't want to be that guy. I've used the Invisible, haven't I? But I believe Ian Invisible may have disappeared by now. Let me check on okay. how long Unseen Servant lasts. It lasts a whole hour. Nope. Uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, for lack of a better word, you probably have commanded the Invisible to stay with you as you know that if he leaves a certain radius of you... Oh, shit! If uh, he leaves a certain radius of you, does he disappear? Yeah. Oh, no! I think you guys have <laughs> snookered yourself. Uh, da -da 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 -da. If you command the servant to perform a task that would move him more than 60 feet away from you, the spell ends. You okay. cannot use E Invisible to go and warn your friends. <laughs> I will, but I'm going to track along the rooftops behind him and just watch as he goes on his way and keep okay. a safe distance. How how nicely thoughtful, but not letting <laughs> the team know that you're being nice of you. I love that. <laughs> okay, you guys uh, back at Bunzel's house are still trying to discuss whether or not you should take the unconscious Bunzel with you. Uh, all of a sudden, you hear some... like. Excuse me, uh, Mr. Bunzel. From out the front. It's like, you can hear another person like, Oh my god, Like his front door's been knocked down. Like, What's happening? Mr. No. Bunzel, are you okay? <clears throat> um, I say, guys, we tell them that we were here to help him restore the power, but it ran out and there is no more power. Why is he unconscious, though? What are we going to tell them about that? Big, big electric accident. Oh, yeah. There probably is a lot of, like, electrocutions in this city, so they're going to buy that. He's not going to want to tell them the truth about his daughter, so I think we just come up with something simple. Mm. I don't need the press, guys. I am... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I vote we, we talk about either taking him or leaving him and we bolt out the back while they go inside. <laughs> yeah, I mean, possible, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there's still loads of booby traps everywhere, so these neighbours are not getting in here. They're not getting, any, they're not getting in any time quick. Someone's going to cut a foot. The stairs are all greasy. <laughs> there's paintings everywhere. All right. Maybe we should just take Bunzel then. You can hear more and more people outside, like, like Doris, like have you got no power either? It's like no, I don't. And look, someone's knocked down Bunzel's front door. Like, are we allowed to go in? Do you think you'd mind? And what's happened? Is he okay? Has and anyone like, noticed the danger? Has anyone noticed that danger sign out the front? They should be careful. Marcus kicked it over, if you remember. Oh, bitch, Marcus. Some other guys like Glad I'll go in. I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. Uh, he's he's a nice guy. Like we used to. Before, obviously, he became busy with this, we used to hang out quite a bit. I can go and talk to him. Oren, you're the strongest. Grab the him, let's get drunk out people also seem to turn up at the door. You can hear a couple of drunkards coming from the Vegas Strip, like, Buns will turn back on, mate! I can't see what the fuck I'm doing! <laughs> okay, I lift up uh, Bunzel and Carton, like, fireman's lift type thing. Like a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then as I you guys we're making are, for the... as you guys are kind of like, okay, let's grab him, kind of thing. We're gonna carry him. A piece of paper, a little piece of scroll, bit of parchment, kind of goes in the door and just falls onto the floor. <laughs> okay, who's gonna pick it up? I've got my hands full. I I could pick that up then, and read it out to the. What does it the say? Others. What does it say? 
it says it says they're coming. They're coming. I believe it said they're coming. Wow. Run. Uh, yeah, run. They're coming. Um, yeah, I think we should. I'm wrong. Does that not mean that he's within sixty feet? So he must be looking out for us still. So we're still. <laughs> That's right. He has a heart. He does he have a heart. <laughs> Okay, we should consider the Scamos plan and bolt it. Yeah, yeah. But why are we out. taking Bunzo with us? What's the purpose of that? Just, because... I, I'd rather, I'd rather him have the choice of whether he wants to face the people with a dead body in his basement. He could always come back. We could always let him go when he wakes up and say he was kidnapped. But there's no time to talk about it now. We grab him and we'll work this you out can... later. Now you're giving him that choice. If he disappears, though, they're going to assume that he's at fault and he's done wrong. With it, where if we leave him, they'll he can make up his own excuse, like we're the bad guys. He was robbed. The the, the energy was destroyed. Whatever. You can hear a couple of people outside, like, like Bonzo, are you okay? Like, could we come in? Like, you can hear another person call to the other person, like, maybe go get the local guard. Maybe go get a town's guard. No time, no time, no time to argue, guys. We got it. We got to go. I'll leave it to your conscience whether you want to carry him or drop him around. We got a bolt, and then I dart for the door. <laughs> okay, we can drop him in a little minute if we decide to. I'm just going to carry him just for a few hundred feet or whatever, and then we can decide again when we're out of danger. So let's just move, and you know, I'm, I've still got him over my shoulder. Mm -hmm. uh, it's too big a decision. So okay, we'll go for the back door. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> if we get seen carrying this guy it's going to look really bad by the way <laughs> I mean we're going to go for the over the back fence and into the nearest like the darkest back alleys we can find to stay okay. off the main street if we can yeah. you guys make a bolt for it carrying Bunzel out of the back door to Bunzel's house as you're running you can see a guy one of the local villagers kind of started to wake his way up the uh, up the front garden and up onto his uh, his front decking. And he's kind of says like, I'll go, I'll, I'll make sure it's okay kind of thing. Obviously the front door, the window is smashed, the front door's broken down. He's hesitant to go in, but obviously something's wrong with Bunzel, so he's got to go in. Uh, and you guys <laughs> pick up Bunzel and you bolt out of the back door. Let's pause it there because I think we've got one more episode in this series. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Chaos, pure chaos. This is like the, is like the Game of Thrones model where we have like an epic episode nine and then like the denouement or whatever you call it, episode <laughs> ten. Uh, I don't know what episode this is, but it feels like that was a big one. Shit. Oh, shit, guys! Drama. <laughs> magical afterlife special and going into the ethereal plane fucking knocking out Bunzel and killing destroying the machine oh my god <laughs> sorry Lewis sorry, no, I, I, I love it I love it so much I don't know why I spend so many hours prepping because it just <laughs> all goes out the window just don't ah <laughs> oh. Beautiful game, guys! Such a good game. Can you can you tell us like now what did you expect us to do with the machine? How did you imagine uh, we might vote? I I I have scenarios. I have I have scenarios for both. Whether you keep it running on switch it off, going into the ethereal plane to double check Lillen was not something I prepared. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, it felt like that was the big 
decision, wasn't it? Like, do you leave the machine as is, or do you get rid? So I, think we made, I think we made the right choice, and I think as Auroprax sees the scales fall from people's eyes as they get used to their regular life, he'll understand. <laughs> as I'm watching the mob descend <laughs> the house, yeah, knowing that was exactly what I didn't want to happen. Uh, uh, I mean, it's going to be exciting, though. Uh huh. To watch from afar. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Monsters and Madness. If you'd like to find out more about myself, you can find me on Instagram at Louis Hay, where I post a bunch of different silly sketches and doodles. If you'd like to find out more about John, you can find him on his Twitter at John Crinnan or his website, johncrinnan.com, where you'll find all the links to his stories and his other podcasts. You can find Carl on his Twitter at Carl Hughes, or you can visit hawkandcleaver.com to learn more about how they help fresh and upcoming podcasters. To find Daniel, you can find him on his Twitter at WilcoxAuthor or visit DanielWilcox.com to learn more about his books and his special boot camp to help new authors. You can find Andy CT on his Twitter at AndyCTWrites or visit TheOtherStories.net to hear some of his horrifically twisted creations. The Monsters and Madness theme tune was created by Timo Henderson. You can check out his website, timohenderson.com, to see what kind of awesome music he can create, especially for you and your next project. And lastly, our background music was produced by Daniel Birch and downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. Visit his website, danielbirchmusic.com, to see what other music he has available. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.